The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, friend. Would you believe it? it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your Hello and welcome to the, all the bombs bursting in air and the, the fireworks and all the stuff. Welcome to another episode of the Combo Chronicles. And I don't know. What I'm... Hopefully, that weird background noise I'm hearing will not translate to the to the recording. I'll be very upset. I don't hear it, but your audio is a little in and out. You don't say. Mm hmm. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That could be something. I hate my internet. Anyway, uh, I am Roddy Cat. I am your host for tonight. You can find me at Roddy Cat. I'm hearing an echo. Something's not right here. This is going great gun, folks. Uh, anyway, Roddy Cat at Twitter. Forgive the sound you hear. You might be hearing in the background because guess what? It's 4th of July. Surprise, surprise. People are doing fireworks. Uh, Roddy Cat on Twitter. News News Need on Twitter. News News Needs Reddit. Okay. Um, CB Caps on Instagram. And with me tonight, Agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. What's up, everybody? And um, not with us tonight are PC and underscore Dirt on Twitter, PopCultureNet on Twitter, PopCultureNetwork.com, and all of the umbrella sites therein. And the Osiris of this ish, Tim, D O G G 98 on Twitter, The Click Nation, that's D K L I Q N A T I O N on Twitter. Uh, TheClickNation.com and of course um, WhoopsieBCrom on Twitter and Comic Book Resources where he's writing his face off. Sorry, this is a really screw with me. I know I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Anywho, it is 4th of July as we are recording this and I'm uh, so if you are the one to celebrate uh, the day off or the Independence Day, or any other number of things I could say right now, which I won't. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so as if on cue, we are here for your comic book enjoyment. Uh, and we're going to start off by saying that you can find this here podcast on Google Play and Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts. Um... If you have your headphones turned up, please turn them down. Just because, yeah, that's going to keep happening also. Um, Spotify and also the Cold Slither Podcast Network's um, SoundCloud page. And that is it, folks. We're going to get into some comics. And we're going to start off with one we've both read. We're not doing um, Broad Stroke 
Oh, whoa, whoa, yes, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we literally discussed this right before going on, and then the gremlins invaded. Yeah. So, and that, as, that. as it happens, we actually went to see Spider-Man Far From Home this week uh, on its opening weekend of release. Spoiler alert, uh, even though we're, we're going to only do broad stroke discussion stuff, I'm still going to ring the spoiler bell because... There's going to be points where even vague uh, mentions of what happens in the movie will amount to spoilers for some people. So I'm going to ring the spoiler bell and give yourself some time uh, to lower the volume or fast forward in case you have not yet seen Spider-Man Far From Home. In three, two, one, here comes the spoiler bell. I should probably... And I'm not. I'm too lazy to do this, but I should probably be like, "Hey, if you want to avoid spoilers, go to this right here." But I'm not gonna do that. So sorry. If you're gonna sorry. Say again. I said that I'm. I would probably, if I was up on my game. Um, yeah, because your audio is like kind of um, uh, breaking up on me. Yeah, it's warbling. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not running two, and I don't know why. I'm like, yeah, it's garbly, so I, that's why I, that's why I asked you to say that again because uh, it might have been, you know, it, it might have been something super funny, like oh, you know, like you did a, a teaser or at least like a, a lead into like any part that's uh, particularly spoilerific. Uh, come on, it's come me. On. There's no way in the world it'd be funny. But, <laughs> um, but anyway, um, wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> thank you. Um. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that, and that's going to annoy the high hell out of me. So hopefully, this is going to come out on the um, the outset. Um, all right. Except so back to yes. right. uh, Far From Home. Right. Go back to Far From Home. So broad strokes, I enjoyed the movie because it definitely maintained. What's funny is that uh, in the wake of Endgame and the five years later blip. Oh, slash God, snapping, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, 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 the vast majority of uh, Peter Parker's friends were also snapped away. Which so, I like the fact like, that they, like, took, they took, took took the time to explain it because you because a bunch of people, including us, had that wonder how they were going to do that. Right, and that was welcome. I definitely welcomed that. It was right up the. It was right at the beginning of the movie. It was you know talk about narrative exposition right there like set the stage literally in a news in a kids news report and if you're familiar with the um, uh, the, the, the news the video news report from uh, Homecoming it returns in Far From Home yes. uh, with lots of comedy so um, uh, so what what I liked well, the first thing I liked about it is that it's it, it's a continuation of the high school vibe we did not immediately exit from the high school vibe that was in Homecoming, as opposed to previous uh, versions of Spider-Man's story being told, where immediately he's an undergrad, you know, and, uh, you know, on his own outside of uh, Aunt May's apartment or a house and trying to make his own way. So it's still, you know, we're still dealing with high school age, Peter Parker dealing with high school problems. And it's kind of nice to get, to have, that continue into a second movie. Yep. So, uh, just like I said, broad strokes. Um, 
I had a little bit of trouble actually uh, adjusting to the smaller, more intimate stakes and the storytelling for a lot of the first part of the movie because uh, I I'm, I'm fresh off a second viewing of Endgame with you know we'll talk about it later with uh, you know with, with the re-release and the additional footage and whatnot so. I had a little bit of trouble adjusting to it. I was still absorbing the movie, but I kept thinking, I you know, like we're like kind of expecting like the big, you know, slam bam, thank you, ma'am, you know, like really big set piece, and it didn't come. And I had to remind myself, oh, this really is just a Spider-Man a movie. So I had to just adjust my expectations and proceed accordingly. Right. Although during the course of the the the, the movie, there seemed like there could have been as um, this is not necessarily exporting anything, but could mm-hmm. an Avengers level event right in it, however it played out. But, um, but yeah, you, you after coming off of in game, you kind of run nervous, like, okay, yeah, this is we're, get, we're going back a vibe, but it, it still doesn't make it any less epic, right? Right, right. Um, I wanted to mention that one theory that I had uh, been on as a result of the trailers was a huge red herring. Um, yeah, you and other people, I'm sure, if it's the same one I'm thinking of. Right, and that was that was disappointing to say the least. I was like, <laughs> oh, man! Yeah, I was like, okay, we, we thought we were going to get more out of this than, than, uh, than what we knew, and apparently uh, that didn't happen. Right. And it was, I was mildly disappointed by that. I can't say I was hugely disappointed, but I was at least mildly disappointed because that particular theory led down a rabbit hole. And if you are a fan of the comics, you understood that that would have opened there was some a potential whole host there. of yeah, right? there was a some whole potential host there. That possibilities for stories. Yeah. yeah. But, um, well, it did open up something, but at the same time, it was what it opened up wasn't surprising and I'm talking about the stuff that that uh, at the end credit which by the way spoiler alert hey there's a mid credit and the end credit scene right right I was, I was gonna get to that I was gonna yeah. get to that well I'm just yeah just uh, just kind of putting that out there oh sure yeah and, there, and, 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 and we'll talk about the importance of them too yeah um, I wanted to mention that this movie I think even more actually just as just as much as uh, Homecoming had little bits that tied into other parts of the MCU, um, specifically in Civil War. Obviously, the Homecoming had Spidey's, huh. you know, kind of recap Spidey's introduction in Civil War, right? Yeah. So well in this, right. So in this, you know, we, we go back to Civil War because there's there's a, a a callback to some technology that was introduced in Civil War, and um, you know how that how that. Played forward or, or 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 played into the plot that was developing in this movie. Yes, and there's another Civil War tie-in that that um that happens at the end of the movie, which we won't go into. Sure, um, which was probably arguably bigger, but you know at the same time it's just as significant. Right. So here's a mild spoiler: the, they they definitely revamped the origin of Mysterio. He's not a special effects guy, but you know, he's not a movie special effects guy, Correct. but what they make him still makes 
a lot of sense for the character. So, uh, so okay, so that brings up uh, brings up something because I kind of wondered about that because yeah, you know, like I mean, obviously, like, yes, he is not, but he had his team, and there we do know that there have been a couple of different versions of even in the comics of Mysterio, you know, whether in the different universes and or in 616, which by the way, they called 616 out, which I think this is not the first time, but still, this is, I think, I feel like this, it felt like the first time they've done it out loud during this whole time, but that's, I know that's not entirely true. Right. I think, it, yeah, in, in, in terms of out loud, I think it is the first time. Yeah. But we've seen it referred to, uh, what should we call it? Uh, like on star maps, I think. Yeah. Like in Guardians? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and there was a there was a I was gonna mention um I don't know I need to remember that. There was a license plate that showed during a scene that was not necessarily um I wish I could remember the whole thing. But it was I wanna say it was re- 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 relative to a comic an issue of Spider Man. Ooh. Okay. Because if I were, and this is not so much of a spoiler, this, this could possibly fall into a, a more of an Easter egg. But the basically the the um, the uh, license plate was started off as ASM, mm-hmm. and then it was like two eight something something something. It was like a five digit uh, thing, which I'm not like, obviously the first three letters, you know, has a little bit more meaning than quite possibly the the, the rest of it, or does right. it? Exactly, it could be a callback to a specific issue and exactly. events therein. So, yeah, I did not see that. Um, otherwise, you know, I mean, if I could remember that right down. Because um, they, cause they made, they, it, there were a couple of shots where there was, there was a chase, and it was like, okay, they, mm-hmm. the, the camera angle kind of was like, okay, clearly you want to call this into this. Right. Um, there was a, uh, unfortunately, for people of a certain vintage, this was not classic rock. It was rock <laughs> rock. But there was a joke in there that made me audibly groan <laughs> um, about it? It a seminal movie? classic rock song. Yes. That was a big part of the very first Iron Man. Mm-hmm. It's literally the first thing you hear <laughs> in the first Iron Man movie. Anytime you pull up the first Iron Man movie, anytime you pull it up, Right, that's Which, the first song you hear. And actually, going off that point, uh, there was that was not the only thing that tied back to Iron Man at all in this movie. Obviously, obviously some obvi- right. some more obvious than others, I should say. Right, and there's because, definitely some ties to you know the, the, they're creating. But what's funny is that this is not new when it comes to like you know fans of the comics. Right, you know, creating this particular bond between Parker and Tony Stark and you know in this case we've already rung the spoiler bell but you know in this in this case Tony Stark's legacy and and, and just the type of um, scientist that he might be mm-hmm. so, so so before we go any further I have to ask you um, so we already we, everybody knew and you knew that Mysterio was involved and this could be slightly spoiler but probably not if you know Mysterio I mean, if you know anything about Spidey and his Rose Gallery, like, did you look for when or if things were going to shift? Like, did you go into it and be like, okay, this is going to... Oh, you mean the heel turn? Yes. (laughs) To to bring in uh, a wrestling term that we we know well. Yeah, I know. 
I was waiting to hear like gaps from yep. the audience. Um, I was just like, all right, where is it? Here yeah, it comes. I was uh, like, okay, where is this? It's going to happen sometime soon. This is, this, this is, it can't go too much farther without. Oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, was your theater full? Uh, not really. Like, it was in the middle of the afternoon. So, okay. Cause right, I because went, I had a, right, because I had an early evening. Obviously, it's a two hour plus movie. Right. So, it's not going to end until after dinner time. So, uh, so it's an evening show, but not too late in the evening. Yeah. And yeah. my theater was reasonably full. There were a few, you know, there were more than a few people sitting in the front section. Mm-hmm. And the upper section where I was was pretty full. So, was, it was a good showing for uh, a July 2nd show. Right. A Tuesday show. Well, yeah, exactly. Since it was the first day, especially, but um, yeah, I would say my theater was probably like maybe probably forty-five percent to fifty percent full. Like that was a bunch of gaps and whatnot, which is fine because it was like, and there was a whole another ticketing situation that I thought I had, which we won't go into it because it was weird. So yeah, it was a fairly fairly right. decent seating for for that time of the afternoon, anyway. I wanted to get into one last thing before we talked about the uh, mid-credit spoilers, unless you had something to bring up. But um, I'm kind of annoyed that we're two Spidey movies in, uh, one Civil War appearance, two one Infinity War appearance, and one Endgame appearance of Spidey, and not and and, and barely a, a, an Easter egg of uh, Uncle Ben. And I'm wondering if that's not something that Sony wanted to keep for themselves for their movies, or if Marvel was making the the, the, the concerted effort to never mention him other than an Easter egg. And, and one thing about, you know, in Homecoming, I actually rewatched Homecoming after watching um, Far From Home again. Uh, mm-hmm. Far From Home, I watched Homecoming again. And I, I enjoy it. It's still so much fun. Like, it makes you smile. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and and there's a part where uh, when Ned finds out, and he's just like, uh, uh, and Peter Peter says, "Don't tell May not after what she's been through." <laughs> so we know what that is, right? Right. So, um, but uh, you know, I'm wondering what what's behind that, or if they, f- they just want to keep emphasizing Tony. I feel like, and this is just me, my personal feelings of it. Sure. Having, yeah, this is just opinion at this point. Right. Having so many years of almost every other Batman movie, and yes, different people, I recognize that, but every other Batman movie reiterating the fact that how how he became to be Batman and Crime Alley and his parents, I felt like maybe they decided, no, you know, we don't really have to go through this. Like, you know, whatever they did, the stuff they did in, in Homecoming was like, all right, we'll let that be that. And maybe they'll touch it, you know, in this next one, the, the inevitable next one. But I doubt it. Um, and it's like, no, we don't need to do this. People know Spidey at this point, you know. Plus, there were the other movies that kind of touched on it. You know, so And Spider-Verse. I was about to say, I figure, as, I, I figure that it's probably Feige's decision. Yeah. As yeah. much as I want to, like, bash Sony over the head. Be like, give us our Spidey back, <laughs> but um, you know, uh, give us all the Spideys back, then. But um, but uh, uh, it, it was probably probably Feige's call to keep to maintain uh, the storytelling aspect of you know we all know, hmm. so we don't need to go over it again. We waste precious time in the movie. 
And plus, and you still kind of got it in a, in a sense in that because there was always because there was the call to his responsibility. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was you know yeah it wasn't in a vert tie, but it's pretty much the one that everybody knows and knows where it's tied from, or at least most people know where it ties from. So it's an I felt like it was enough. Because like I said, we, it, most people who know know even layman people who don't really know comic I mean uh, comic books that will probably know. It's like yeah, Uncle Ben and da da da. Sure. Why waste time doing that? All right. I'm really hoping that when they do and they will do a third Spider-Man, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll get to that in a second. When they do it, I'm really hoping that they give Tom Holland the chance to give them with with great power. There must also come great responsibility. Right. They should give yes. it to him. Let him do it. Right, because yeah, because they've always alluded, they've been alluding to it, and they like so there's been even the tie they had in here when he actually said it. No, well, not said it, but said the words responsibility. There was that air. It's overhanging, right? right. Exactly. It, that's like the overhanging, uh, 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 you know, situation. You and know, that the, could be because, information. right, and that could be very much because, well, we knew about this because of the comics and whatnot. But at the same time, I feel like, like I said, there's been enough cinematically to where you, you know it, even if you're a, a casual person. Right. So that's really, I mean, uh, before we get to, uh, you know, to talking about the end credits, is there stuff that you wanted to talk about? No. Specifically? Without being spoilery about the story, right? Because that you see what I was doing. Yeah. I was like, Broad strokes. The, the, the thing with Peter and MJ, and that was kind of the thing between them. Sure. You know, I was like, okay, sure, that was going to happen some kind of way. But I don't know, that part felt like, well, all right, that I get it out of the way. Go. <laughs> I liked it. I, I thought I did was, too. But... I thought it was. I you know what's funny is that I relate to this particular iteration of Peter Parker because the way he's the way the story's been set up is that they're in like a magnet type school, like a like a nerdy school, mm-hmm. and everyone around them is smart, and they're the smartest of those smart people because they're the ones going to the decathlon, you know, like from the first movie. So, um, I definitely, I definitely relate to, to that, you know, having gone to like a, like a nerdy high school. So, um, I was like, oh yeah, they are absolutely positively appropriately awkward. Which is kind of funny in that scene where, where the thing between them, when that goes down, you know, um, and knowing what you just said, it's like, well, and, and and this was being alluded to because like it, it, you kind of had a sense even from Homecoming that the MJ character knew something, yeah, uh, more than she let on, and that kind of came out here, right. And what's funny is that it mirrors the comics, yes, to a certain extent. You know, like it's 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 taken out of the comics and repurposed because that's essentially how the Mary Jane character finds out. She knew before everybody else. Obviously, it was a little different because it was a geographical thing as opposed to being in the same school. But you know, it's still the same thing, right? But but when it actually happened, it was like, oh yeah, by the way, but I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, sure, yeah. sure, 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 sure. Um, but outside of that, um, you know, their chemistry is still great together, and it was it was cool to see that. And and I guess it, anything else I have to say would have to do with the in credit scene. Oh, outside of the fact that uh, Aunt May is still hot. <laughs> I love, I love the fact that 
this is something that they took from the Ultimate comics and the yes. Ultimate Spidey that I don't mind. Oh, yeah. No, totally. I don't mind this. I grew up with Aunt May's about to die. I have to get her medicine. And we're still back and, to kind of that in, in, in the comics. Right. and well, But you know what's funny is that they've kind of gone backwards on that in the regular MCU where she's like a feisty senior. Right. Not frail. Right. So they've kind of de-aged her even in the mainstream as well. Right. Well, yeah, they basically, in, especially in the comics, yeah, they're basically kind of mixed the two. Like, yeah, she's still up in age, but at the same time, she's like you said, she's still kind of feisty, and, and even though she is up in age. So they kind of married the two universes. Sure. So um, I definitely like I definitely like um, Marissa Tomei's portrayal. They give her a lot more to do, actually. Yeah, movie. really. It's at the cost, I hate to say this, but it's at the cost of, like, Ned. Um, oh, yeah. Or Ned. I mean, he gets a lot of great moments, but he doesn't have like that integral like guy in the ch- man in the chair. Yeah. Like, I really like that from the first movie, like where they gave him uh, a little bit of shine. And his his thing, and I guess this is without going too far into it, his thing with the person he ends up uh, sharing screen time with. That's Betty Brandt. Exactly. That's their version. I know. Of Betty that. I know. But yeah. I'm saying, but that is also something that was kind of out of. If I'm not mistaken, that's out of their books too, right? Yeah, they did have a yeah. Oh well, there obviously there's no Ned Lee. Right, it's Ned Leeds. So yeah, yeah, but it is Ned Leeds and Betty Brand. Right? I mean, still he's still gunky. I don't care, but <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, that's another story. That's a, yeah, entirely. that's a whole different. You know, we don't even have a Harry Osborne in this, so yeah. Yeah, which actually I saw the actor uh, what was it Jacob Battalion? I guess his name is or something like that. Uh, said that. Um, uh, I think there was an article saying that he wouldn't mind if his character either joined S.H.I.E.L.D. or became the villain. Hobgoblin? Yeah. I, mean, I, don't, know if he's, I don't know if he specifically said Hobgoblin, but basically he's just because like, I didn't read the article always fully. I'm like, yeah, sure, I can see either one of them happening. Sure. I gotcha, I gotcha. Which there is no S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore, so technically that, that wouldn't. Oh, I was about to say, I think the, the, the framework the loose framework for S.H.I.E.L.D. I think is still there because we're getting into spoiler spoiler territory for the end credits, so I'm going to ring the bell again. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, I'm re-emphasizing the spoiler bell just in case you missed the first one. Here it goes in three, two, one. Are you on that mid-credits scene? was crazy! (laughs) That was crazy! Definitely didn't see either one of those coming. Hell no! (laughs) Well, actually, no, no, I'll take that back. One of them, one of them... It's hinted at. It's hinted at, exactly. And you know exactly which one I'm talking about with that. That's the second one, but we'll deal with the first one. But that first one... But that first one, like, huh. I, I literally, like... I probably yelled it out, right? But or at least projected it out. I was like, "Oh shh!" I was like, "Oh my god!" Mm-hmm. And I immediately went to the fact that we we brought up earlier. I was like, "Well, there's another Secret Wars tie-in, but not nowhere near in the way that it happened." <laughs> right, right, right. Yo, for real, real quick. There's still people in my theater leaving before the end credits. I'm I know. Like, I don't wrong with these mine people. Too, mine too. Mine, yeah. I'm like, just very quickly, uh, I, I I talked to someone who does it, and she's just like, oh, I'll just find it on YouTube afterwards. I'm like, no! Well, that's fun. That's not we, never fun. Exactly. So I'm sorry to interrupt. But you, no, no, you're good. You're good, because I hadn't been yeah. there. So, so that first mid credit scene was crazy. Without spoiling too much, 
we definitely see the return in a different form, but essentially the same character of one, and I'm not yes, yes of yes, one yes. character, and it was a surprising, it was a surprising uh, uh, alteration of the character's visage. You know the the well, I mean he's older now, so yeah, yeah, so it makes sense. Right, but I just thought I got a kick out. I was just like, oh man, you know, like the. The, the 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 facial hair is still there, but the upper hair is not. <laughs> yeah, again. So so I will I will say this: there is there is a reappearance of a person who has been in Spider-Man movies before. Right. Played a a somewhat arguably significant part of this, the previous uh, trilogy of movies. Who makes his reappearance here in grand fashion? Right. And it was like I think I. I got, um, I had I just as much, probably, or more kick out of that than the whole scene the whole, in itself. Sure. Because, like, oh, shit, he's back! Right. So, but the, the thing is, that was the first, oh, blank. Right. That was the first, oh, I'm going to swear on this, that was the first, oh, shit moment in yeah. that scene, and that was insane. Oh, yeah. That was the one that kind of got me it, like the, as much, if not more, than... How that scene ended? Because how that scene ended was like, oh damn! But yeah, well that's the thing because he, because even the characters on the the characters on screen acted the uh, reacted the same way we all did. Mm-hmm. Where where how that ended? You were just like, oh my god! And I I, I thought to myself, they can't they can't do anything more. That second end credit scene is supposed to, is going to be like a throwaway. It's going to be like Cap saying, well, you waited this long and you didn't get any kind of fulfillment. Right. You know? So, yeah, so as 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 these end credits usually what, what normally have done during the course of the three phases, you know, the, the mid-credit scene would be something linked to the next movie, and this one totally did. And then the next one would be something more broad and stroke, either going towards something of uh, the next line of bigger you know like say the whole avengers arc movies right or whatever's like but since we're in phase four we don't know how that's you know what's well it's arguably we're going to get we're getting a sense of what what brought that on i mean what uh what we're, what we're leading to in that but nothing nothing um overt put it that way but it is definitely leading to something probably grander in the phase itself right uh, or you get the feeling that what came out of the first, what came out of the first, uh, what, what came out of the mid-credit scene is, is probably going to be the impetus for oh, totally. the next movie. It has to and be, yeah. possibly a Sinister Six version. You know, the Marvel MCU Sinister. Well, Six. see, and thank you for bringing that up because yes, that brings up the fact that well, there was some, there was a revelation in Homecoming, as you just saw from your rewatch of. Someone knowing, want someone know about it, knowing about it, but not really giving it away, and right. someone else asking about it that now knows, and the implications going from that to you know where it leads into the, which means maybe we'll get, we're probably gonna get um, yeah, like you said, a, a sinister six type or some 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 deal uh in the next one. I love how how Marvel beat Sony to it, even though Sony's a part of it. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It was it was smart on their part. It was like, you know what? Look, we know you got the license. We got this thing going over here. Let's 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 make this money. <laughs> Stop yeah, it, stupid. Seriously. 
Hey, let's not be stupid about it. Exactly. So let, let you know. Let's let's give the fans what we want and make that money at the same time. Right. And 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 now we're going to get to the last and uh, we're going to get to the end credit scene. And I wanted to to remind the listeners and viewers that this movie is the end of the previous phase of the MCU. Well, they, they it, did say that, yeah. But right, well, this is the end. kind of said that, but at the same time, it's also seemingly going into the next one. Right. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's it marks the end of the previous phase. But what's funny about the end credit scene is that we were catapulted into the next phase, mm-hmm. teased uh, as to what direction a lot of the movies are going to go in. Mm-hmm. And um, some would argue, so, some would argue, if they seen seen that crib, seems like, well, we kind of already got this. Well, potentially we could have gotten this with the last movie, not well, it's gonna be the movie before, uh, um, in game, in a sense, but not really. No, 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 oh, oh, Captain Mar- no, Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel. Oh, that's right, that's right. But they needed Captain Marvel to transition into Endgame. right? So, so. But which I, I do love because I think we alluded to the scene where there was mention, and and which seemed almost like a throwaway line, and and that the end credit scene was like, oh, okay, well that explains. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the mention of Captain Marvel, and one of the characters reacts a certain way. You're like, what? Yeah, exactly. Like, Wait a minute, that doesn't sound like right. And then, oh, well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so there's something revealed in the last uh, in the end credit scene, and. You know, it, it it took me by surprise. I wrote, I literally wrote the same thing down in my notes that I wrote down in Captain my notes for Captain Marvel because you know you can't you know it, it, it's hard to trust them. Um, I'm just saying. Yeah, I know because it could because going into Captain Marvel, knowing what we knew, we thought it was going to go one way, and it didn't. Uh, and this is still seemingly going that way, but at the same time, given an event that we both know about and comic fans, uh, Marvel comic fans know about, that came after Civil War, right, right, um, could still potentially be done in a way, Maybe. or at least adapted, right? Yeah, like, like kind of like how we we saw an adaptation of Planet Hulk made part of the Ragnarok story, right. Now I'm at this point I'm not entirely sure how they would do it, but at the, well actually I, I know I, I take it back that's a lie I do know how exactly how they could do it, but um, but yeah it's something that's, that's up in the air now so whether we're going to get that or not or whether they're just going to completely keep going down that road we'll see. Yeah, I mean it was this I had a lot of fun. I don't you know like I I, I think my personal uh, hang up on the movie. Uh, was a direct result of literally coming directly off a rewatch of Endgame. Like I rewatched Endgame Sunday night, right? And Tuesday night, I'm already watching Far From Home. So, <laughs> so, so, any feeling that I had of you know, I'm waiting for like the the the, the big explosion, the big set piece, the big this, and it not coming and being maybe a little disappointed or being wanting, I kept reminding myself, no, this is a Spidey movie. Right. This is, you know, this is, you know, it's, it's, it's more, it's going to have more than an Ant-Man movie, but it's a, you know, but it's still a Spidey movie at heart. 
Mm-hmm. So that's something that I had to remind myself of. Yeah, I think I wouldn't think of much of anything about that because, and even going into it, I was like, okay, well, we know the pieces that are involved. I didn't think, and we knew, you know, like I said, there was going to be some involvement with a couple of people here and there, but I was like, well, I didn't think we're going to take it that big within the scope of the story, you know, with what they did with it, which I thought was well done. Like, you know, Mysterio being, you know, the character that he is, and that stuff with the effects and all that, just to get into that real quick, was well, well done. Oh, yeah. Like, that was just like, okay, this, yeah, this is totally caption, caption what Mysterio, how Mysterio would kind of do things, sort of, you know. With the exception of maybe his, the introduction part. Well, actually, not take that back. Probably would have. But, um, and actually brings me to a question I'm not sure if I should even ask here. Go ahead. Because given the way things ended, and, you know, outside of the end credits or mid credit scene, um, like, what was I going to say? Um, was that who we thought it was, or or was that? I don't know. There was a part of me thinking, like, okay, was that OG Mysterio, or was that an actor playing the OG Mysterio? And there's somebody else that you know, given what happened, is going to come into and actually be. That's going to be a wait and see, exactly, you know, because it's it, it's it it's a credit to. Uh, Michael Keaton's performance as the Vulture, where he doesn't—he's a spoiler for uh, for Homecoming—he doesn't die, right? right? He doesn't die, like uh, uh, as opposed to so many other great Marvel villains, he actually makes it out of his movie and, and can be reused in another movie. But realistically, given how it looked, right? It's uh, there's more. I was about to say there's more. Um, leeway with yes. this particular character. Yes. And again, as we said, there's been multiple versions. So right. right. I think there's more leeway with this character. Hell, he had a whole crew and the crew could pick up where he left off. And that's, Which brings that, I'm glad you said that because that, going back to what was alluded to earlier, the way they put those, that, that whole crew in with past um, um, uh, how they tied them in, yeah. That was beautifully done, which I yes. that which especially that first guy because we're like okay I vaguely even remember that dude from the first Iron Man movie. Actually, I don't I don't think I I don't know I don't remember that dude. I don't remember his face. I remember what he did when they went back to the scene. I was like, are you serious? They got the same actor, right? So I was like, huh, okay. And like then then as they went through that whole scene of, of you know showing everybody and right. And I, I like, mean, talk about yeah. I was gonna say talk about. You know, like it, it, it kind of brings back into a point I made that I, I probably read somewhere. But you got to credit the MCU for making casual movie fans understand what it's like to be following a comic book totally. universe. Yes, where the there are little things and... that tie in, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, from totally. other movies and other stories. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you know the especially like you know coming out of um infinity war is especially at the end of that spoilers for infinity war where at the at the funeral I was like who's that person oh oh right. in game yeah 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 in game he was like oh right that person ties back to this one movie that right, that <laughs> was hard though that one was hard true you're right but at the same time because just, like who's this rando 
you know. Well, actually, I kind of I, I picked it up though because I'm like, because like, okay, if they're doing this the way I think it, they are, and I'm not saying that you know I'm just smoking food in the room, but I was like, okay, everybody in the scene that they're showing is significant for a reason, right? And this one dude was like, okay, wait, there's a movie that wasn't wasn't represented, and and sure enough, that was him. Because after I looked back and checked and see if that was who that was, I'm like, oh yeah, there you go. So, all right. So I think that's, you know, we, we, we've definitely done a good job of not spoiling the hell out of. I hope so. Uh, oh, one, well, one more thing. And I <laughs> will always love you. Okay. <laughs> I was, I cringed when I heard that. I did tell my really? beginning of the movie. Yeah, the, the spoiler, you know, that's not that big of a spoiler. I mean, that's but, not a big spoiler at all. It's, it's right at the beginning of the movie. But I was like, because like, and I don't know if you were like, it's not, it's not the first song that you think of. <laughs> exactly. And, I'm like, where, where is this going? And then they started going through the right after that. I'm like, oh, okay, I see. Right, right, right. right. So I was, I, I cringed. I was like, oh no, what are they doing with the song? <laughs> Like I respect that song, but I hate that song because it's so overplayed. I mean, it was over. Yeah, it was played a whole lot, even the oh, original original God. version. But yeah, oh. but at the same time, you know what? Good use of it, and that that aside, good use of it for what they use it for. But still, it was like, oh, really? Like, right. wait a minute, that song is older than half the cast, half the main cast. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, really? Oh my God! But anyway, so yeah, I think we right. rung it out. Um, you know, like. Sure. Um, you put the, I was gonna say uh, uh, their implications. Uh, they're, they're seemingly, um, pres- presumably, you know. I know there are articles about like, hey, did they introduce another villain? Which, which quite possibly, quite or it could be the same, you know, the same. Yeah. And actually, weird and enough, I found out something uh, about a villain, a classic Spider Division that I didn't really know about that we talked about in the comics, but recently. Who's that? Chameleon. There was an article suggesting that um, because of one of the people that shows up in the movie that doesn't really do anything but is around, they was someone was suggesting that that could have been Chameleon, but they don't. But the movie does nothing to, you know, substantiate that. Right. Exactly. Because the character's name was the same name as Chameleon. So really, yes. So 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 just let whoever wrote the article to suggest that maybe that was them, but they didn't really do the legwork to. Yeah, but if they use the same name, yeah, but there was nothing suggesting one way. Because let's put it way, if you if you saw this guy, you would think immediately like with some this this guy's no up to no good. But again, they never really did anything to to substantiate it. Dmitry, yes, Smerdyakov. Which so what I found out was, and now it makes sense from Hunted as to why. Um, oh wait, that's about, the, wait. All right, spoiler bill again. Yes. Real spoilers <laughs> this time. Three, two, one. <laughs> that's a shield agent guy. Yes. Oh, Schnikes. But again, they don't. They don't do anything to suggest. To suggest wait, did they actually give his last name? Is no, it they on didn't. the screen? Mm, they didn't. Oh, okay. They never did. That's what I'm saying. That's, they didn't do they, any, and there was nothing suggesting any way outside of what he was just doing. That, but he just looks like a bad guy. Right, 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 right. That's weird. So, but yeah, and like I said, somebody picked somebody. I saw the article on, and I, I don't know if I have it in the, the lineup or not. But somebody was like, "Hey, could they have introduced him?" 
and, and like I said, we know one way or another there's probably going to be another Mysterio, given the, what happened in that one scene. Can you imagine if they pull that off and all of a sudden he's a chameleon? But usually, yeah, uh, but that's the thing. They usually play their hand a little bit. They, they, they would usually do something suggested. Like, this guy didn't really do anything to suggest one way or the other. So if they did, that would be definitely something they would, yeah, they would have definitely um, did something. Like, they did, I don't know. That would be, it, it feels like kind of a swerve because at the same time, I was like, they didn't do anything. He was right. there. Right, right, right. And I normally gotcha. they would have at least been like, showed him with a blank, with a, with a, you know, next to a mask or something, or, or right, I don't know, right. or giving him some lines. I don't even think he's gotten, he didn't give but one or two lines. Right. Something like get on the bus, get off the bus, something like that. Right. Go that way. Yeah. Um, so he was his best. All right. <laughs> all right. I, I believe you. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. So there was, there was, so there was that stuff. Um, I think that was it though. And, uh, so yeah. Anyway, let's, let's let us move on because we have right. a lot of time. Well, I was gonna say, just just to wrap just to wrap the discussion. Um, I like this movie. I had a lot yes. of fun with this movie, but it's because I, I I had to you know reset my expectations. And I joked about it. I was, I was talking to my sister about it, and and she's like, yeah, because that's exactly what happened. You came you came out of Endgame, you know, kind of expecting like these these big huge set pieces and you expect and, it to go up as opposed to coming back down for a minute right and yeah. it was very it was, it, it, it was a process I mm-hmm. had to actually work my way through that so to, to, to really enjoy the movie but I enjoyed the hell out of this movie because um, you know the, the, the cast as a whole gives a great performance I still buy Tom Holland Tom. as a young teenager mm-hmm. um, you know unlike Tobey Maguire unlike Andrew Garfield like you still buy it yeah you know, he does such a good job of, you know, of doing that, of, of performing that particular role. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what? There was another thing, speaking of that. The only thing that kind of bothered me uh, outside of them renaming the snapping mm-hmm. was them calling it the blip, because that's probably <laughs> more stupid. And two, the Peter Tingle. Well, what's funny about that, and I'm glad you brought that up, is that there were so there were plenty of uh, people complaining previous to this movie that the Spider Sense hadn't been really explored, and I think Feige came out and says, "No, we really haven't." Because, yes, because the only other time, they really, right? Because the only other time they really let it out there was uh, Infinity War, actually. Right, so it's sort of developing, and it's been developing over the course of these movies. Mm-hmm. And but that's that's kind of what people need to understand is that at this point, he hasn't been Spider-Man that long. Right. And I don't remember. And this makes me want to dig out my uh, my P- my uh, my legit PDFs of the uh, 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 of the Amazing Spidey run and go through and see how long it took them to develop uh, the Spider Sense as like a real capability. It was in his first appearance where the car comes and he has to jump on the wall. Right. But Which in terms also, of like actually understanding it, that's another, you know, that's something else. Right. Which I feel like it wasn't too much longer than that, than when did it, but yeah, you're right. That, you know, who's, who's you know it makes you wonder, right? So, yeah. but it's something that they were developing over time and they actually made a big deal of it in this movie. Right. Oh, yeah. It, there was a significant part where it came into play. Yeah, it doesn't still suggest that he understands it, but it still comes into play. Or at least he's, he's starting making, to understand it. Yeah. He's making better use of it. Right. He's, you know. 
It's almost like you know. I was gonna say it's almost like the Venom blast that Miles had in Into the Spider Verse, yes. where, where he needed to figure out how to focus it. Yes. So and even even the spider sense in that movie to to a certain extent. Right. Yeah. But you know, but that but in terms of like the the way to activate it, like he actually needed to figure out a way to make use of it. Right. To actively make use of it, as opposed to just like the general like get out of the way. Right. So, all right, cool, cool. I, I listen. I enjoyed this. Would you go? And see I it have. Again? What's that? Would you go and see it again? Yes, because a buddy of mine is probably gonna <laughs> uh, make me go and see it again because oh, uh, he was out of town. Like go. my usual. What's that? Oh, yeah, make make you, you go. Right. <laughs> uh, he was out of town when uh, much we call it when um, when it was released. So right. Um, uh, what should we call it? So we usually, you know, we usually have a crew of people going. To, to the Marvel movie, so we'll probably get that together again, even though I think everyone will have seen that already. Sure. Uh, oh, which actually brings up something else on a on a related on, on a slight related note. There is rumors of Regal Cinemas doing um, like a movie pass type type situation, possibly at the end of the month. Wow. Uh, yeah, I saw an article on it the other day. Like April, um, like um um. I mean, Adam has their uh, ape. Uh, I, mean, I mean, not Adam. Um, what's the other uh, other chain that has the A plus thing? AMC. AMC. Thank you. AMC has theirs. So we go. If it's, if this rumor is to be true, it's going to have there. And speaking of rumors, actually going back to the movie real quick. Um, not so so much of a rumor, but the trailer. Once again, as tends to happen, red herring all the way around, mostly. Go ahead and say that right now, which is kind of a bummer. Like I think we may, may have said so beforehand, but we didn't say it out on camera because yeah, because there was some stuff that happened in the trailers that didn't necessarily. Pay oh, out. red herring, red herring, yes. red herring. Yeah, we mentioned that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. Definitely yeah. red herring. All right, so uh, we're gonna move on to our first comic of the week. Luckily, uh, it's it's not a light week, but it's definitely not like the the most heavy. Yeah, reading most of these we can breeze through. Right, we can we can uh, kind <laughs> of breeze through. <laughs> no, but we can kind of adapt our show to to to, um, to talking about um, Marvel movies as well. Sometimes we would, uh, you know, if we were going to go deep deep spoiler, and we could do, do deep deep spoiler if like Tim all of a sudden jumps on and says, "I want to talk far from home," you know, we could go deep spoiler and do uh, a treasury edition or uh, far from home if he wants to. Yeah, we'll see where they are with that. Right. So we're going to talk about Immortal Hulk number 20. Yes. And the long-running uh, series of, wow, this thing is kind of crazy, but still really good. <laughs> it's pretty insane. Yeah. So at the, at the events of last issue, no surprise, Hulk puts, gets himself back together. We didn't know how. They didn't really go into it. And, that, and I think they're at this, Al Ewing's probably at this point, it's like, you know what? We don't need to really. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't need, need to, to see the it. formation. Exactly. We don't need to see how it just happened. You know, guess what? He's immortal. Like, get used to this. Just keep going. Right. But we still see the the heart out there. You know. So apparently, and I think one of us might have called that though. I feel like one of us might might have called the fact that it was like, yeah, that's not going to be anything, but just going to be the thing that helps put him back together again or something because Betty ate his heart. <laughs> so, well, they, what's funny is that they mention so so just very quickly, uh, as you mentioned, um, the Hulk comes back 
and with a vengeance. And you know, basically, uh, and, and 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 spoiler bell because we really are going to have to spoil this issue. Yeah, the Hulk comes back with a vengeance from literally being like ripped apart into little itty bitty pieces. And there was a lot and, more of that going on in this issue. Right. Uh, yeah, there's some brutal stuff going on in this issue. Um, the Hulk and the Harpy are basically able to work together. Mm-hmm. And you know, do their best to de uh, to incapacitate this latest form of the abomination. <coughs> Even going so far as to rip it off, who in the world is that? Which we still don't know yet. Which I guess we're going to find out next issue or two. Uh, who was who was in that? You know, you know, which is weird. Which- because they made it like okay, that's an amalgamation of a couple of people, not necessarily a person, but they ripped out somebody. Uh, which is still weird. Was like, wait, how do you rip off a person from another person, or from a thing who wasn't was turned into that thing and not necessarily, you know, was inside? Or and I guess maybe that was the way they built and they just made it. Um, I'm thinking too much of it. Honestly, I think it was a very weird thing. Yes. It's ma- like there's magic involved. Awesome. Oh yes. So yeah. So in the beginning of the, of the issue, we find out that gamma is more than radiation. It's magical energy force type type of situation going on. Apparently, it's also. Yes. I think. I think what they made sure made clear was that yes, uh, gamma radiation you know is like a particular wavelength you know along the spectrum, but right. Um, there's also an aspect of it, certain aspect of it that comes from this particular dimension that acts as magical energy. And this is what empowers the, the few people that don't die in gamma bomb accidents, you know, and that don't, you know, that, that get passed on this particular power. And um, the character um, who we're sure, we're still not sure who this character is. Exactly. Yeah. Um, is telling uh, Bruce Banner uh, uh, this this information, and and dr- name name drops, but doesn't name drop the other gamma powered heroes. Yeah, I didn't like part of it. <laughs> so, so 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 Banner's quote unquote dad is running down the other gamma powered people. Some we've seen. Actually, wait. Well, yeah, because yeah, yeah because yeah. there was an allusion to um, there was an allusion to She-Hulk. Yeah, uh, but but I couldn't right. remember if Amadeus, who get, does get mentioned later on, if was one of those ones he mentioned. Yeah, I wasn't sure who the who the quack was. Uh, that was Doc Samson. Doc Samson. That's what I thought. I, I thought so. Yeah, because yeah, because there was no one I couldn't think. Or well. It, or it could have been. Um, uh, no, I think it was Doc Samson, but because uh, it, it could have been Lankowski, but he's you know that's. I, I, I thought that was the copycat because I thought that's. Uh, yeah. Then exactly. See, that's that was the other thing. I was like, yeah, that. Yeah, matter of fact, because they even said yeah, because when when he got introduced into the story like issues issues ago, yeah, you're right. He was like trying to. Uh, trying to mimic what happens to Bruce yeah. Banner. So technically, yeah, you're probably right. That's that is that is him. So, so what we have is, you know, and, and we didn't want to spoil that entire part because that was important reading. Yeah, but it's still good to read. Up, right. If you're keeping up, you know, this is important stuff right here. Uh, I mean, right the at the beginning, beginning of the book. 
yeah. uh, before uh, before the Hulk makes his uh, his uh, his appearance, um, and uh, you know the uh, uh, I don't remember if they have a, a a group name, but this is General Fourteen's um, or Fourteen's uh, uh, strike group or, 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 or force. You know, like I don't want to call them Hulkbusters. I don't think they've ever called themselves that. No, I don't think they would. But they're a version of the Hulkbusters, you know, in the sense that they are are, are, are built to be capable of taking on these gamma powered uh, um, superhumans. Although and, they seem to be singular in their objective at this point. Right. Because, yeah, they've been going strictly after uh, Banner and the Hulk mm-hmm. as opposed to the other gamma-powered people, well, that they didn't already use in one way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, like I said, um, She-Hulk gets mentioned, Amadeus gets mentioned, um, Banner's mom, quote-unquote, Right, we're still not sure what's going on. What's going on with that? And yeah, we already talked about the Hulk and Harpy kind of coming through their little understanding, and whoever that is get, that gets ripped off, ripped out of the abomination, and including now, I should have asked you just beforehand. Do we know who that is at the very end of the book? I think you might have said something about that, but hold on, because that because this is a person that was pr- pretty much narrating or saying saying something throughout the course of the book. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we know who that is yet. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, and then this person happens to show up in whatever this other realm is. This uh, is going to be a read for like this is like a binge read or a trade read because while you're losing some of the monthly, like, oh my goodness gracious, and where is this going? Right, I can totally see passing this off, passing this on to someone and saying, look, read this in its entirety. Especially, definitely the first trade, because because uh, because uh, if that doesn't hook you, I don't know what else will. Right. right. I wonder how long this is going to last. Run issue twenty. He yeah, he's made allusions to the fact that he could go a good minute with this. That's fine by me. Yeah, I'm 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 fine with it. And and like I said, and there's people that still haven't really shown up, and especially you know on either side of the thing. Like yeah, She Hulk showed up like one time with the Avengers. And I actually that um, I don't remember what happened in that issue, not, or at least two issues of that, anyway. Uh, but like Amadeus isn't showing up. Like we, well, some version of Rick Jones has been mentioned, if not shown up. If if whatever happens at the uh, in the next issue, there's other Gamma Bio people. Uh, there's camera villains that hadn't really shown up yet, which you know slowly but surely. That's I'm sure there's at least one more that should probably show up. In, in one way, shape, or form. So, yeah. Again, we hadn't gotten the UFOs, so maybe they're, they're going to show up at some point since they're, right. since they're mining the Hulk history. Right. And you got to give the art team uh, a shout-out. I know Al Ewing is doing, I think, the lion's share, but uh, you got to give the art team a shout-out. Uh, Jill Bennett and a crew of inkers on this particular issue mm-hmm. really set the tone for the series. And the look... The, speci- the the look specifically of the uh, the immortal uh, Hulk being not the Hulk that you were used to, right? Right, and even when they mess with him a little bit by with the different personalities, they they tend to make changes that say okay to, to distinguish one from the other, right? 
the others. So, so yeah, good job for the, to the creative team all the way around. Um, yeah, I, and, I can't so, like, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, to, 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 to understanding where this is all going. Right. But, you know, I'm, I'm still enjoying the ride. And I feel like even when we get there, there's probably still more that could be like, well, sure, you got this part, but <laughs> like there's Agreed. some more to, to 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 deal with if not, you know, whenever this gets to wherever it goes. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Time. I'm I'm fine with that. Uh, next up, speaking of um, um, the wind in your sails or whatever we I said earlier, which would have been a perfect segue. Arrow number one. All right, so yeah, so this is a character that has been introduced to the Marvel Universe proper through their new Agents of Atlas War of the Realms miniseries. So um, I was looking at your notes just now, and you kind of picked up on the same things I did. Hmm. Um, You know, it's an interesting start to a previously published story, which has been adapted by Greg Pak for American audiences. Um, I'm interested to see where they take this character's wind power. Is she right. more powerful than the wind parter of Captain Planet? You know, wind! <laughs> you know what? I, I There's part of me that thought about that part, but, you know, keeping with the universe, I was like, Storm? <laughs> oh, yeah, well, that's, well, that's what I was going to say. So the next thing is, the next thing I noted is that is she just one portion of Storm's? Right. Or even Thor's capabilities? Right. So we're not sure yet to see. You know, we still are have a lot left to learn about this character and what this character can do because um, it's uh, you know it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a power set that's a subset of a lot of characters power a lot of the more powerful characters powers yes especially and, yeah, the more popular ones too especially yeah right so it's kind of weird to see this character have like you know her main power being the subset well I mean but to be fair we we also have popular characters that arguably are the same way human torch you know he's yeah, like the electrical people but, yeah, yeah the electrical exactly so it's this it's just that this particular power set is not necessarily one that would normally come by itself right. unless you're an airbender which i, I said in my notes uh, i wasn't going to bring that up but at the same time right. it's kind of hard not to <laughs> Now I'm like, wait a second, do the new Agents of Atlas guys have an Earth guy? Because then they can put together Captain Planet because they have water. Um, well, or, they're, yeah, or airbender or, or benders at that point. Because it's like, yeah. so... Um, oh, wait, wait, do they have a fire? Yeah, they do have a fire person. Yeah, that was the, the Pele person. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. They can actually, she could just double for Earth. Too. Anyway. Yeah, possibly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I like the backup story in yeah, which was which was kind of weird to me because um, I'm like, okay, this is going to be an origin story, and it was looking at the way, and it was, but it wasn't for her. It was for the other one of the other people that was introducing uh, New Agents of Shield, which kind of makes me wonder, like, wait, is this New Agents of Atlas? Let's not get it. Of, I'm sorry, Agents of Atlas, <laughs> yeah, different different group of people. Sorry, um, uh, and that would be um, Wave. Which right. is she? Not, she's getting a book, also, right? Or no? Nope. Okay. No, because what they're doing is, I think they're doing the previously established characters first. They're doing Swordmaster, right. Arrow. Um, I think those are the ones who are Wave. getting books right now. 
Oh, Swordmaster's getting a boat? I didn't, that part, I wasn't. Yeah, Swordmaster's getting a boat. Huh, weird. And because, against... yeah, because I think what they're doing is that they're adapting previously um, published work and translating it and, and adapting it for American uh, audiences. Yeah, except for they're not doing the, they're not doing the one, though, because he's gone. The Monkey King one. Right, right, right. But yeah, the the group that's sticking around with uh, the Agents of Atlas, you're right. So, like I said, but yeah, the, the backup story was or basically ended up being part one of the origin story of Wave, and you know, Arrow does happen to be there, uh, mind you. Actually, becomes part of the kind of the retelling of it, you're right? So that, but it was still kind of weird. I was like, wait, should, should you not have just devoted this to the character that this book is named after? <laughs> but I don't know. Hey, that's Pop. That's, he does. He does his thing. So, but it was, it was still. A yeah, I was gonna say. I think part of it is you know them dealing with the previously published work too. So, right. You know, I guess they have to space it out. Yeah. Um, and since she's the one has her own, because I guess this, this is her book, they can kind of do that at any point if they choose to do that. Right. So. But yeah, right. it, was, it was a but yeah, it was a pretty good story. There was the the art was, um, seemed uh, anime inspired. Oh, definitely inspired. But I'm sure that was by choice. But it looks good. That's not that's not denoting from because it looks great and it was clean and and all that. Um, where this book is gonna go? Don't know. Like they're they're pretty much establishing her in her little part of the uh, area. You know. You do get some background information on her, which was a good thing for them to do. Like she's an architect, and she built you know, parts of Shanghai where she's where she's built out of, out of. And I don't know. She's there's a weird Spider-Man vibe also in 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 uh, and all of that too. But I, you know, it is what it oh, is. in the origin or in the uh... not necessarily in the origin, but you know when they were when she was going along uh, about her day and you know kind of. Um, um, traversing the city when she was trying to head to her her date or whatever the case may be. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, so there was there was a little bit of that in in that. I gotcha, I gotcha. Well, the character benefits from being based in a big city. Yes. Whereas a lot of these characters that are based outside of the United States are meant to represent whole countries, right. and they don't necessarily have. Uh, well, they probably do have a home base and a haunt, mm-hmm. but they're generally meant to cover larger swaths of areas, you know, large countries. So, you know, like, oh, Wave is the hero of the Philippines, but wait, what about Triumph Division? Who are all these Filipino people? Right, and they bring, they bring not all nurses. Oh no! <laughs> and they bring up actually, and yeah, they bring up Triumph Squad, squad in the um, actually in both. Section, don't they? No, just in the the backup story. Yeah, yeah, just in the, yeah, because yeah. apparently uh, that's part of Wave story. So, um, but uh, but in in any event, I I, I like that they're uh, giving you kind of a good bang for your buck with this book. Yes. So, for a character that I believe started off in a video game, if I'm not mistaken. Right, I, 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 you would know better than I. So, I, I did. I did not play the game. I did play the game at once, but I didn't play when she was introduced. Um, so, but anyway, regardless. So, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's, right. it's neat. So we'll see. Have to keep up. Well, with it's a good story. start. It's yeah, a good start. Exactly. Um, got one. 
I think the last book that we have in common is the Ms. Marvel Annual. Mm. Okay, sure. So we can just get that. Wait, get that I, with I, thought you read, I thought you read Lois Lane. No, you didn't. Okay. Nope. 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 Okay. So, yeah, go for it. Um, I just wanted to, you know, just real quick notes on it. It was kind of cool that Ms. Marvel uses some diplomacy mm. to defuse uh, some of, and spoiler alert, because, well, actually, no, he's on the cover, so it's not really spoiling anything. Right. Call Ertz, aka Colert, aka the Super Scroll his long-standing animosity against the planet Earth. And I kind of like that after, uh, you know, this whole story of how I'm going to hatch a plot and I'll let you go into how he hatches that plot and why. And it wasn't even his plot. He was just approached by someone, which I thought that part was kind of funny in itself. Yes. Because the illusions of another distinguished competition's character was very much there. Mm-hmm. Um... Which was, was was pretty funny. I'm like, well played, well played, right? Um, but we know that person, and, and oh yeah, we should also um, definitely say that this was the first book, uh, the first uh, the uh, first part of the Acts of Evil, aka Acts of Avengers two, right? Um, event, and yeah, and there was some Acts of Avengers all up and through this with that per- <laughs> given. You know that person, and how and how, how this um how this came about. And I'm kind of curious if it's going to come up to be the same person. Which I, I don't know, given that this person who initially, well, one was in the previous event, and two is going to have a book coming out where they're going to be the quote unquote hero. Right. I kind of wonder if they would go back to but something well, like this, but we don't know. Can you imagine if this um? If this is just a, a kind of a tongue-in-cheek shot shot across the bow of the distinguished competition, because of um, because of the uh, the you know DC long used um, what was it what was it Flashman uh, right remember what was it the, uh, the 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 Stan Lee uh, caricature that was um, the oh funky. Yeah, the Funky Flashman. Thank you. Yeah. I couldn't remember yeah, yeah, what yeah. his full title was. Yeah. So this is their version of the Funky Flashman, but he's going to be the character that's behind the Acts of Evil. Yeah, there, there, there was definitely that. Yes. Um, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll same, see. If, yeah, right. We'll same, see if that's the case. Right, but at the same time, <laughs> as, as we will find out in the news and a book that I have to talk about in a little bit, like they take from each other all the time, so it's not. <laughs> and more so more recently lately but but it happens a whole lot of time I keep saying they keep playing for the same book but anyway so yeah that was uh, Miss Marvel's annual like I said Act Avengers and I thought um, that other annual that came out this week was also a part of that but I didn't read it and I don't think it was what was it? the uh, Secret Warps one. Oh, oh I don't, I don't think know. it was I didn't read it. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't either. And plus, because I hadn't read Secret Warps anyway, so it doesn't really matter. And I know because, and even at the back of the book, there was like, "Hey, the the Punisher album, Punisher in annual next week or whenever it is, is going to be the continuing saga of that." Okay. Sorry. Right, want to throw out one more book each, and then we'll go into rapid fire. Sure. Um. Realistically, I'll least I'm going to the rapid fire, except for you know what, deceased number three. Alright. I have I am not a big zombie fan at all. Um, So recent news 
kind of fell on death death ears. Death on ears. your deaf ears, right? On, yes, and we'll get to that when the news when we get to the news section. But sure. that being said, I have been enjoying this uh, book so far. Like, All right, three issues in. It's basically DC's versions of well, a version of DC's zombies you might as well because marvel zombies and that's another story uh, that's another story that we got in the news um but played a little bit different it's actually played a little more arguably seriously than than marvel zombies did when it's an in initial run so basically like to recap a little bit um the anti-life equation you know uh that's uh, the dark side wanted it he found a way to get it but it ran amok uh he, he ended up dying Cyborg came to Earth, came back to Earth, and spread the virus through technological memes, and people started going crazy uh, and infecting other people. One of notably, uh, one Batman ended up getting getting hit, and very and superheroes, uh, and that's what been the last couple of issues have been. Uh, in this one, uh, we found out that um, whoa, well we not found out, but. Um, you know, a couple of other people get get picked up on, like Ivy, who is going to meet the Joker to tell him off a little bit, ends up confronting him, who's already been zombified, quote unquote. Or they don't even matter of fact, they made they go to the left and say, no, these aren't zombies; these are something else, blah blah blah. But I'm just gonna for for simplicity's sake, I'm just gonna say zombies. Okay. Um, and so they're so humans are or humanoids are running rampant and about it, and this goes into the sea because we see Aquaman got affected and infects uh, Tempest uh, and Mera has to kind of fight that off and, and also at the same time uh, this was after finding out that Batman uh, thanks to Alfred has spoiler spoiler alert has been killed by Alfred because he was already infected and told Alfred to finish him off which means that Damien uh who is still mourning at this point is inheriting the Batman mantle earlier than he expected to was expected to. So, but at this point, you know, we're just, just getting, <laughs> we're just getting that. But like I said, it's, it's even telling you all of that. Oh, and Superman goes home to, to find out something happened. Uh, and Ivy goes bird hunting, but even knowing all of that, you should really, if you are so inclined you should really check this out because Tom Taylor's doing this. Um, and if you liked Injustice, I think you will probably like this too. Like different stories, obviously. But sure. And it's a, it is definitely an Elseworlds, Elseworlds um, book. So if you enjoyed his stuff and what he did with in, uh, Injustice, and I don't know where this one's going to go, but it's been good reading so far. And I'm not sure how long this is going to be. I should check it out. I think it's like nine. I'm not sure. I'll check it out, but it doesn't matter. So, but if you're so inclined, just check the fuck out because it's good. Cool. Cool. All right. I will throw one more book out to speak. Yeah, someone I liked about. Um, Spider Gwen, Ghost Spider number 10. Mm -hmm. This was a sneaky potential click of the week for me. This is actually the surprise to me because. I look at solicitations, but I don't look back closely sometimes. It was a surprise last issue of this volume, which sets up the new status quo for the character. 
Uh, it includes the new, the switch to the new superhero code name that has been gradually introduced over time as part of the rebranding of the character. She's still Spider Gwen to me, damn it! <laughs> but it makes sense. But you know what's funny? They've done it at such a gradual pace that I think that more people are going to accept it because of that. And I like that. I like that they did it that way, that it wasn't just, oh, I'm just going to do this because I feel like it. Right. So um, it was definitely a gradual pace. Um, I like that in this story, it's fun to see Gwen uh, interact with uh, the 616 Peter Parker. And with the status quo that doesn't permanently place her into the 616, but gives her plenty of room to grow as a character. I really like the way they wrap this volume of Spider-Gwen up, knowing that Ghost Spider is literally right around the corner. Right, because I believe, yeah, because going into the next one, I believe they said she was was going to be back into the 616 on a a regular basis. basis, Right. right. So. Not a permanent basis, but a regular basis. She's yeah, she's still going back and forth. Which I guess coming out of Spider uh Geddon, did they some folks lose that ability or something? I felt like I felt She's the only one that's got it. Okay. I thought Spider Ham did, because didn't Spider Man Annual mention something about that? I think it was because of what was lost, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, I, All right. I, I really want to catch up with this book because I, I ever that first volume was really good. I know both of us was reading, and then somewhere in that second volume, uh, kind of. Well, the first three issues were tough because they were Spider Gwen related, right? And I think that's partially what. Were, kinda, yeah, if you weren't keeping up with the with the crossover, then it was tough, tough hoeing. And that's why uh, I kind of hate it when they do stuff like that. But at the same time, it's you know it, it happens in this. It's to boost sales too because they want you to read it by picking. You know they want if you're going to read the, the the miniseries, you're going to have to pick that up. Right. Um, I just wanted to add that uh, Top Mizawa did some of the art on this issue. Had to trade with another artist, and the different showed unfortunately. Mm. So it's, it's a little tough on the eyes uh, for someone who could spoil who got absolutely spoiled by Miyazawa, uh, his art on uh, Spider-Gwen in general. I think Miyazawa is going to be picking up on Ghost Spider, so um, that shouldn't be a problem. Hmm. Um, And I would just like to say that what I forgot to mention earlier is that you know, watching Spider-Man Far From Home kind of makes me want a Spider-Woman movie. Spider-Woman with who? Jessica Drew. I I wouldn't mind a Gwen, but definitely Jessica Drew. Gotcha. Especially when, you know, the gliding thing. But anyway. Sure. Um, that side, back to the, uh, this, and I guess we're rapid firing. Here we go, spinning it up. Rapid fire. Uh, I will go ahead and do mine. Uh, Lost Lane number one. I, I enjoyed this book. Um, and but apparently, and I don't know if whatever controversy that was mentioned in this book actually happened in Superman or something. But this is basically um, Lois being Lois, being the intrepid reporter that she is, the dogged intrepid reporter that he is, but also under in the midst of, under a little bit of controversy because she there was a picture of her kissing Superman, which. 
if you know anything about what's going on in the comics now, she's married to him, but people don't know that at large in that universe. So, you know, so there was a, a, a there was an interesting conversation that's um, that kind of streamed out of some real world stuff and that. But at the same time, she's um, following a lead on a case that she got from someone else. And apparently the question is her deep throat. Although if you see when the when the question comes in or it looks like Rorschach from The Watchmen. Mm-hmm. But um, you can see later on that it is the question, and I believe we can pretty safely say which. Um, I feel like we can pretty safely say which question this is because I think there was a que- there was a there was a question. Uh, oh no! Uh, of, uh, we were what book were we talking about? It was a DC book, obviously, but we were talking about a book where the uh, I think Doug was where the question showed up, and wasn't really sure which which version of the question it was. Because it seemed like it was one way, but it, there was something to suggest another. This one kind of seemed like it was one way. Right, I, right, right, right. I know what you're talking about. So that's neither here nor there, but the fact that she's got, so she's basically... Um, hey, she's she asleep, I think. I probably was. Yeah. But, um, so Lois Lane has an informant. Uh, if you're of a certain vintage, uh, you would know the name Deep Throat. And the question is... Not just from, not just from the... Uh, the uh, R- the uh, X-rated movie. Well, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no! I, was, I, actually, I was actually not going to go there, but thank you. I'm glad you did. <laughs> so yes, um, don't look that up. But um, so yes, you don't the, the, to look that up, but just with the parents' consent. Or if you're of age, you don't need no consent. But um, yeah. So but what? So but uh, what we're thinking Watergate version of Deep Throat, and um. Again, if you're of a certain Avengers, you would probably know something about that because like, I'm pretty sure not in Peter people know about that. So there was a little bit of um, that kind of entry going in this first I- issue. And again, there's a little bit of real world, um, you know, parallels that get talked about here. But it was outside of that, it was a pretty good issue. I like, um, I'm, I'm thinking this is a, a, a mini, if I'm not mistaken. Um,. But it starts off somewhere, and then at the end of it, you know, she she gets some folks' face, and you know, she's Lois Lane. Now, the one quick nice thing I uh, saw in this, and I don't know if this was a comic thing before, because my DC is really, really, really spotty. But Lois's penchant for misspellings gets brought up in the course of this, which I know of um, from Superman the movie. Ah, it's been so long since I watched. Because yeah, because there was a part of that, and, and yeah, she and she's calling Clark Farm Boy, not Smallville, as she does tends to in the movies and whatnot. Right. But nevertheless, hey, at this point they're married, so it didn't really. That's a smarter point, but you can still see the thing. So yeah, the, but that gets brought up um, during the course of this issue and her battle with Spellcheck, and I thought oh, no. with um, which I thought was a pretty interesting read, and like I said. For, for me, I, I know that from well, spell check part aside comes from a Superman movie where she's famously needs help um, misspelling something, even though she's a journalist. So that part was kind of kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I you you really wouldn't know what to expect out of a Lois Lane book, but it, it actually like yeah, it makes it it works out. Uh, Transformers number eight is my next book. Um, and I will say just like I said the last time um, 
the Transformers came out, which is only a couple of weeks ago. Now that I think about it, uh, this is not this is the last issue. I didn't get a copy of physical copy, but if you're watching the video, I am holding up a copy of issue seven, which is this is issue eight that came out this week. But it comes with a copy of uh, it comes with a booster pack for the Transformers trading card game, just like the last just like this last issue did. So if you are so interested in Transformers the trading card game. You can go. You should go pick that up because a four dollar book with a five dollar pack in, uh, with a five five dollar booster pack in it, is a pretty good value. Even there you if go. you don't read the, even if you don't read the book. Although, and I will say again, I wish they had packaged it with the first couple of issues of this run because it would make way more sense than to do it than the, than the halfway in the story that where no one's, not really people, are going to know what's going on unless you've been reading the issue book. Uh, as far as what goes on in the book, um, Cyclones gets into a fight. Which apparently he's um, made a vow at some point not to fight. He's got folks. He got other bots in his head. There's some intrigue going on because Megatron, surprise, surprise, is hatching a plot, and he goes to see his mentor. Which means we finally get to meet the Termagex, which I still don't like that name. Um, okay. But uh, we finally see that bot in person, and he goes to see her. And they talk for a little while. There's a nice little star star screen dig, which is always welcome. And uh, you know, and then Megatron goes off to to start off on whatever plan he's hatching, which I still don't necessarily. This is so. This is a reboot, and I still don't really know if this is set in a specific place. And on the other side of this, the the, the investigation is still going on because there was a couple of bots that got killed uh, early on in the story. Which again, like I said, not would have been better if, if those booster packs had come earlier than this so that people can kind of try to, to latch on to the story if they were going to do so but anyways my last book is Star Wars Target Vader number one uh, short and sweet Darth Vader is looking for this um, group called the the Hidden Hand maybe not to, not to be confused with the hand of, on um, the, the hand version of ninjas that we know and love or the foot, um, or yeah, exactly, or those either. Um, <laughs> but apparently, this is some group that are. Well, obviously, if Vader's after them, they're against the Empire. But they're apparently um, stealing weapons and selling them to the rebels. And Vader's tasked with finding them and getting rid of them. But at the same time, this self same group hires a cyborg bounty hunter to uh, go after Vader, hence the name Target Vader. And this uh, cyborg is kind of a mix of Han Solo and John Hex. Um, and yes, he does shoot first. So, and, and the group that goes, uh, that uh, goes to uh, gets to go after Vader uh, unbeknownst to both sides, you know, gets picked out in this one, including one familiar Dengar of uh, Bounty Hunter fame, which he seems to be showing up uh, in a good fit of papers during this, this time frame. Um, which, speaking of time frame, I'm not entirely sure when this is set. Um, but you can you can pick a pot plot during you know, obviously somewhere in the middle the middle trilogy or between episode three and somewhere in between uh, the the uh, the original trilogy 
And it also starts off like Batman 89, which, you know, people running from someone and Vader ends up being, I'm Batman, except for he doesn't do that. Mm. Which is always just kind of funny. But if you read it, you know, you'll know what I'm talking about. And that is it for me. Alrighty. Uh, for my rapid fire books, I'll start with Justice League number 27. This is a potential click of the week. I'm not spoiling this. Uh, at all because I know that Roddy Cat is endeavoring to catch up. So uh, we get some really helpful narrative exposition in this uh, to help us figure out what this Apex Predator thing is about. That is the title of the story. Um, This is uh, of the story arc. This is part two of the Apex Predator story. And part one did not establish much of anything with regard to the name of the arc of the story. So um, it's, uh, it, it's, it's informative. I'll put it that way. And it's very, it's, I'm, I'm honestly pleasantly surprised that Snyder is doing this so well on uh, Justice League. And it's also, it's also somewhat, I think we discussed this earlier, a tie, somewhat of a tie to Year of the Villain, correct? Oh, yes. Yes. But this is all, yeah, because I think the entirety of the, uh, books being published by DC are being tied into Year of the Villain. Mm-hmm. So, um, next up is Savage Avengers number three. Um, there's really not much to say about this. The Savage team assembles, but despite their best efforts, it all goes bad. When I say that, I mean Kulan Gath, the sorcerer who is um, uh, trying to do stuff, actually succeeds. So... Uh, but we'll see how that goes because we have a cliffhanger ending. And last but not least is uh, Uncanny X-Men number 21. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this X-Men fan is still slogging his way through this last run of Uncanny X-Men to see how Rosenberg finishes up this run before Powers of X and uh, House of X. It's House of X, right? Uh, yes. Powers right. of X is on House of X. And I hear he likes right. killing women. I'm sorry? I hear he likes killing women. Who? Rosenberg? Rosenberg? Yeah. Uh, he just likes know. characters in general. Eh, okay, sure. No, I mean, he killed he killed off a, a, a dude in um, War of the Realms, Uncanny X-Men number three. Right, no, I'm saying that because there's some hubbub, not necessarily hubbub, but just some mention online. I was like, yeah, he likes killing women and people of color. Now, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not saying I, I believe that or not, but uh, you see things. <laughs> like generally, I like Rosenberg's work, so I'm not saying so. I'm not saying one way or the other. Um, yeah, an interesting. I just 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 about the story itself. Uh, there's actually an interesting development uh, in this issue, where Emma Frost does something telepathically that you have to figure that Charles Xavier had to at least have considered doing at one point. What did he wipe somebody's so, mind? Uh, it's in that vein. It's definitely in that vein. So, you know, you, you would think that he would have at least considered it, but to know that Emma Frost pulls it off because of, with some, some help, um, it, it's, uh, you know, it, it's kind of an, an interesting development. How many more issues we have left in this? And it's not, and again, it's Emma Frost. This is, that's, that's not that big of a surprise that she would do something that's slightly unethical, potentially. I do not know. 
Because I know, yeah, because uh, we're coming into July, and I know Hickman's run starts this month, which, by the way, if you haven't read um, Tim Dog's uh, uh, stuff leading into, um, leading into uh, Hickman's run, you should go check that out on CBR. It's finishing, apparently, according to Rosenberg's Twitter account, Uncanny X-Men number 21 is the penultimate issue, so there's one left. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Cause I think, so it's yeah. only going to 22. Right, yeah, because I think um, Hickman starts at the end of the month, if not the week after. Uh, yeah. Or they might be starting to end around the same time, because I can't remember if... No, Uncanny's been bi-weekly, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So probably by the time the next one come up, the Powers of X, or one or both of those books should be coming out. Cool. Alrighty. So, um, uh, clicks of the week, huh? I, yep, I guess so. And we already got one, which, uh, you know what? Thank you. Sorry, I played that over what you were saying. No, no, do it again. Because that was my fault. I stepped on it. Um, I was going to say, we got one click, um, which comes from uh, Dirt. Which I still kind of wonder if he's pulling his out of behind. No, I'm just kidding. Stop. Uh, <laughs> uh, his pick is Midnight Mystery, Volume 2, Number 1, City of Ghosts. And he says it's an oversized uh, extra pages event that not only continues the threads from Volume 1, but lays that foundation for a new story. Our protagonist has grown after the first volume, and the threats are bigger and better. It ends on a cliffhanger. <laughs> which apparently he's a little, little miffed about that really makes me desperate for the next issue. Uh, the art is still stylized in a great noir tune Batman, the animated series style that I love. This is dirt talking for a dollar 50 book. Uh, it is a tough book to beat. And that is his quick click. All right. Um, I think Tim uh, I don't know if Tim put one in. He did not, which is why I'm going to about to, but I think he's probably, sleep by now I don't know um, but while he's doing that you can go ahead and get yours I think I think I actually have a couple surprise potential picks of the week you know among you know among the books I read Justice League 27 Mortal Hulk number 20 even Spider Gwen Ghost Spider number 10 was you know surprisingly heartfelt um but I think I'm going to go with Immortal Hulk number 20 because it's a book that I look forward to reading every time it comes out. And this was no this was no exception to that rule. This was a just I can't say that it was fun to read. That's the funniest part. That's generally my uh, go-to reason for picking a click of the week. But it's such a well-told story, and it's leading us down paths that we're not used to as superhero fans and as Incredible Hulk fans as well. You know, it's one thing to see the Hulk turned into a gladiator a la Planet Hulk, but this is something completely off the beaten path, and I give Al Ewing and Joe Bennett and the rest of the art team a ton of credit for making this uh, a repeat contender for click of the week each and every issue that comes out. Yeah, that was one thing we forgot to mention because uh, 
uh, among the many references that that come about during the course of an issue of that book, he I think they did allude to Planet Hulk and, uh, and a few other things that happened, if I'm not mistaken, because there was a couple of them I couldn't place, but you know, it's like okay, I remember, sure, sure, sure. Um. Okay, so that's yours. We still don't have Tim's and mine will probably be <laughs> uh, that's cute uh, deceased number three I guess I'll go with that wow okay because weirdly enough I read Miss Marvel and I didn't like it but I felt like I more skimmed it than actually read read it right uh, and transfer. Well, there wasn't much to it, unfortunately. There was that also, and Arrow was what it was. It was it was it was a nice beginning, but you know, yeah. sure, it was. A, there was a couple of good reasons week, despite the week not being you know like one packed or you know, right. I good. I would say eventful, but that's not true because there were a couple of event books. Um. So yeah. Uh, and if Tim happens to come across one, uh, which I don't think we will, then we'll bring that up if it should happen. But until then, first ad read. First ad read of the night is for Funko Fun at First Sight. It's your home for exclusive collectibles, such as their world-famous pop vinyl bobbleheads, apparel including t-shirts, hats, and socks, and brand merchandise such as custom DIY pop figures, art books, and skateboards. And now, the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy 10% off your entire purchase when shopping at Funko. So place your first order with 10% off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcasts Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the fun code link and place your order. When you get to the checkout, put in the offer code SHOP10 for your 10% off discount. Funco through CSPN.us. Do it today. Hmm. I, wonder get into? If, I wonder if that stacks with what they got on the site. But anyway, um, now we're going to get into... Exactly. <laughs> And we start off as we tend to do every week with the cinematic news, starting off with Avengers Endgame, Fat Thor, quote-unquote, uh, nicknamed No More, with official Marvel naming. Okay, hold on. Let me look up this story. Yes. This is, yes. So apparently, henceforth and now and forever, or at least with, you know, whoever decides to do it, his name will be Bro-Thor. Oh. I don't know who came up comes up with some of these names for the sun, but stop. <laughs> I mean, did they vote amongst the interns? So, so here, so here we go. The name comes via the title of one of the extra features in the movie's home viewing version, which means in, uh, Avengers End Games. Uh, one of the so the mini documentary titled Bro Thor explores Thor's big Lebowski transformation after he faced off uh, with Thanos and misaimed his axe Stormbreaker to disastrous consequences. I don't think he misaimed. He meant to do it. Anyway. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, there's got to be a little bit of deflection, too. You got to give Thanos a little credit. I mean, yeah, exactly. I'm like, I don't, yeah, I'm pretty sure he 
try it. But you know, here nor there at this point, because it's, it's yeah, or at least trying to cleave the guy in half. Right. So uh. I'm like, you should have. I mean, yeah, he should have aimed for the head, but at the same time, <laughs> anyway. So yeah, so that that is that. And if you want to call him Brothor or you know, obviously Fat, I'm pretty sure the other reason why is probably because Fat Thor sounds like he's being shamed. And, right, and they and can't use that. anything Lebowski-related because of trademark. Well, there is that also, so I, I get why they're giving yeah. an official name. But, yeah, there you go. Next up. Next up, Zoe Saldana herself is not quite sure what's going to happen to Gamora after Endgame. So, um... I think we had a, an article about similar, because there was an article saying that, um, I think Figer or somebody said that um, Gamora didn't make it snap, and I don't know if y'all talked about it on the. I doubt it, but I don't know if y'all talked about it on the uh, Treasure Edition. But that was kind of up in the air for me, because obviously at the end of um, um, Endgame, like uh, Star Lord and were was going to set out to look for her, mm-hmm. or at least seemingly. But at the same time, the way things went, it didn't seem like she survived the snap, given her connection at the time. Even though she was kind of coming around. Right, second snap, right. Right. Or the third snap, really. Well, um, yeah. I mean, the, the second, I would say the second snap that matters because the, the second one was kind of off screen and was Thanos right. doing whatever. But ultimately, right. But ultimately, I think it didn't apply to her because she makes an appearance as part of the group that is opposing Thanos. Well, no, you're right. And I would agree with you at that. But since she right. initially came with him. And we, who's to say that the the you know it's it's like the Dragon Balls? Who's to say if you're not specific enough, that's gonna, it's right. gonna go one way right. or the other? Right, because uh, I mean, Gamora makes it, but then you know she's the Gamora from our time, so not Gamora. Um, what's her face? Yes, uh, Nebula. Yes, exactly. Nebula. Nebula. Exactly. So. Yeah, so who knows? And, and again, I wanted to call it the blue meanie. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it fits. Um, that's what Tony Stark calls, you know, right. that's what Iron Man calls her at one point. Like, I right. think because of my recent rewatch of Endgame, um, I think he calls her blue meanie at the beginning of the movie. That sounds when right. he's recording that message, yeah, uh, for Pepper in the helmet. I believe I actually remember that. Um, yes. So yeah, so she's not sure, but I have. But that being said, I feel like there's a Guardians of the Galaxy number three. It's probably going to be subtitled to Search for Gamora. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll there'll be some whales. Um, <laughs> those of a certain finish would get that reference. Uh, um, but I, I feel like she's probably going to be around, even though for all intents and purposes, it seemed like she wouldn't be, despite how. Right, but that was the whole point of bringing her back. Right. So she could be back in Guardians. And kind Even of though her. they probably could have done the same for Black uh, Black Widow, but hey, we're not going to go to show Baka. Anyway, next up. I was about to say, uh, yeah, you're probably right. But, um, all right, let's see here. Um, that's me. Let me um, take, no, honestly, but let me take this one. Oh, sure. Watched, oh, yeah, that's right. Go ahead. Right, so we're going to switch places. Um, and, and, and flip the order because I actually watched the end game uh, re-release mm-hmm. and fact, I'm going to my... take the next one also because that may, may or may not have something to do with it depending on what you say okay um, so 
as I mentioned, I believe earlier, I was coming off. Uh, I, I watched Far From Home coming off of a, a rewatch. My my only rewatch. It's only my second time watching Endgame, and my my rewatch was of the re-release, and um, the re-release have you know like has has a couple of uh, uh, items uh, included in the. Um, you know, but what's included with the re-release is as follows, and I'm not going to spoil what's in it, really. Um, we can just give you the, the facts, you know, the, the, the facts of what the uh, what's included in the re-release is relatively widely known. Um, we have... Um, first, you know, the first thing that you notice is there's an intro to the movie by... Um, I forget which Russo brother it is, but it's not the one that has um, guest shots in the movie. Uh, it's the other one. Um, we get uh, a tribute to Stan Lee, which which is it's almost worth the price of admission. It's so well done. Um, it's you know I was touched by it. I, I was really glad that they had re-released the movie with that addition. Um, bear in mind that you have to sit through the entire movie to catch the. To, to catch these uh, uh, the, these editions, so you have um, the Stanley tribute. You also have an unfinished scene that was cut from the movie that involves the Hulk, and it really helps the story. I'm not 100 percent sure why they cut it, and it also has a great cameo appearance. I don't want to spoil exactly who it is, but for uh, people of a certain vintage and people who are fans of action movies, they'll get this clue. Al, Al, do you copy? Um, no, really? Yeah. So, uh, you know, like the article that you referenced for our news uh, has exactly who that is, but because uh, that reference will figure out who was there, and I was so annoyed that they cut this from me. I was like, oh, man! So, um, you know that, that 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 was that was pretty sucky, and um, and the last thing that was there was the first scene from uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home, which we just discussed, which was really kind of you know, eh. and like, you know, um, it sets up it sets up Mysterio. That's about it. Sure, which I, I'm not sure why they needed to do that there, but okay, sure. Just as a reminder, like you didn't know already, like they're not running the entertainment world. You know what I mean? Right. So it's kind of a reminder, like, hey, once you finish this rewatch, make sure you go watch Far From Home, like you're now already going to do it anyway. Wait, so basically they almost they basically went back to what they used to do in the earlier movies and with those shorts. So what is from what it sounds like? Because you remember how they used to do their shorts um, uh, on the the DVDs, where like you would have like Coulson going after something, but it would be, you know something seemingly innocuous, but it's actually something that has to do with the, the, another movie going forward or something? No, because it's literally the first scene that's in Far From Home. Right. So, but that's what I'm yeah. saying, but it's kind of like into the shorts, is what I'm saying. But they I just guess. cut it out into... They just cut out that piece and right. put it that way. Right, right. No, I, I, I see what you mean. But ultimately, it's just that first scene. Right. And... and uh, I really enjoyed. I really, really enjoyed the Stanley tribute um, because it involves a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. 
with a lot of the creative forces behind the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, and it has Stan talking in it, obviously. And um, the Hulk scene was just, you know, especially because of the cameo, you know, for, like I said, for people of a certain vintage, they'll really appreciate that cameo. Hmm. I'm curious about something cause, because... Um, oh, okay. Huh. Interesting. I thought that person was no longer with us. Huh. Okay. Never mind. I'm not All right. Not sure what Roddy Cat's referring to, but okay. It's something you alluded to earlier, but it's, 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 don't worry about it. Um, All right. So next up. You can, take the next, you can take the next one. Okay, sure. I'll take it. Uh, come on, click. Endgame's explanation of Captain America's timeline finally makes sense. Um, so apparently, wait, where does this coming from? Because I thought that had this had to do with. So okay, in an interview to promote the special theatrical, okay, yeah. So Joe Russo went into detail about how his brother interpreted the fate of Steve Rogers and his effect on the MCU prime timeline, according to the director Steve. Da, 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 da. You know what? Basically, you can read that for yourself. Something happened. They, they explained it. Something happened. And this is how that particular timeline makes some kind of sense. I won't go into it there. It's not really not much because this is one little paragraph that if you want to get to the meat of it. But I'll take their word for it that it makes sense. <laughs> Next up. Gotcha. So, um... Tom Holland revealed the Into the Spider-Verse cameo that could have happened. So... so he revealed that it was pretty close that he would have had a cameo in Into the Spider-Verse. So basically, he he did a... I think he did something for Spider-Verse, but it got cut. Okay. Um, and yeah, he just happens to mention that uh, in, a, in an interview somewhere, basically. And I saw an article, or not an article, I saw a tweet with somebody which I wanted to smack the person talking about, well, he's already, he's he's already the version of Miles. I'm like, shut your face up. Just shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. Just, ugh, hate people. He's just another version of a younger Peter Parker. That's what I'm saying. But, yeah. like, no, he's not. <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, um, I don't know, I can't remember if his... If the, what uh, Holland is talking about is on Spider Verse's um, stuff, uh, um, um, extras, I don't remember seeing anything like that. But again, I hadn't watched all of the uh, all of the extras, so it's probably irrelevant at this point. But nevertheless, he talks about it, and there you go. Uh, speaking of more. Um, between the two, Tom Holland's excited, and I don't know why they have it in quotes, to welcome Miles Morales into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, so basically, uh, I think from this self-same interview that that um, that uh, Holland's um, uh, cut into the Spider-Verse piece comes out of, um, he basically praises uh, Shamik Moore's performance of uh, Miles. But he also goes on to say, it's like, but I'm just just excited to introduce Miles into our universe one day. I think that's going to be really good. 
Uh, and yes, worth noting that Miles is not has not um, leapt to the cinematic universe stage outside of in an animated form. So therefore, he's not in the MCU. Well, he's referred to the MCU. Well, you know what I'm saying. But yes, we the, don't know. Right? We don't know. We don't know how old this particular nephew of the erstwhile prowler. Well, yes, that's right. That is right. Because Homecoming did have yes, uh, mm-hmm. one Aaron, Uncle Aaron, and. Um, yeah, and he who also mentioned that his nephew Miles, yes. So yes, so right, he had been alluded be, to. He's yeah, we can still to, be just, several years away. Correct, but he's not. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, Shamik Moore is just a little too old to uh, pull off another like a, a reboot. Of Wait, a no, they, yeah, and, not, and yeah, he's not suggesting that Shamik Moore was was right. is the one doing it. He was just saying that you know. His role in Into the Spider Verse was good. Right, they definitely need to cast that. It's you know for a young actor, you know the same way they did with with Holland. Right, and I was imagining if it keeps going, you know, and Holland gets older, because I know there's another article which I don't think I have saying that Holland said that he wouldn't mind doing you know playing Spider Man until he's old Spider Man. <laughs> well, listen, he can pull it off. Well, yeah, and that could be a good minute. So cause... because he can do, he can he can go all the way into like graduate school Spidey. Uh-huh. You know, and beyond. So you know, good for him. You know, talk about getting in at the right time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. Before we move on to our next story, there's a there's a couple of you know, if it wasn't for the fact that actors sometimes get, you know, not tired of playing the same characters, but maybe typecast. You know, that's sort of what the the the, the problem with these um, recurring roles is. Mm-hmm. There, you know. Like Iron Man, granted, you know he, he was already on the older side when he was cast, but he could have kept going, uh, more so with Captain America, really. Yeah, I Where, mean, and there's no saying that he couldn't come back for well, you know, as a flesh. Oh, no, exactly. But you know. in terms of just like you know, continuing to have movie after movie, right? Um, I I don't think uh, Chris Evans is you know is going to get out of shape anytime soon. You know what I mean? Um, right. that's kind of why uh, Hemsworth got in at the right time too right um, yeah and yeah and giving some of the stuff that I know Holland's doing now because I don't know if you saw if your showing had it but no wait actually I'm not about to remember for you yeah I think because there was because um, he's doing that Will, that movie that other animated movie with uh, Will Smith and uh, where he's playing some kid scientist or something I think it was Spies in Disguise or something like that. I don't know if you saw that. I did not. Yeah, but Tom Holland's in that, and that's coming out okay. relatively soon. And I know he's supposedly uh, in the running, or might already have it, to play a young Nathan Drake in an Uncharted movie. Right, that I knew about. Yes. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't think he's worried about being. T- uh, hopefully, he shouldn't be worried about being typecasted anytime soon. I would think. So he's got yeah. So he's definitely got a couple of, and I think he's probably got a little bit more than that coming down the line outside of the next Spider Man movie. So, sure. Uh, and you know, Zendaya's out there doing other stuff. She's got the Euphoria uh, thing that's people are talking about nowadays. So I don't think either one of them are gonna be worried about typecasting anytime soon. But anyway, moving right along to the news. Speaking of more Tom Holland, <laughs> hey, look, Spider Man Far From Home. Of course, there was gonna be some some stuff, you know, surrounding. It, so come on, bear with it. Uh, Tom Holland, wait, actually, this is you. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll do this one. 
Tom Holland and Jake Gyllenhaal dress as the Roxbury guys at the Spider-Man premiere. So um, they traded in their usual red carpet couture for outfits that reference Saturday Night Live's Roxbury guys, nightclub characters made famous in the 90s by comedians Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan. What is love, love, love? Oh, gosh. Oh my god! So yes, I don't know. There, there may be a picture of it, but some strange reason it's not pulling out for me, so it just doesn't matter. But yeah, that was that seems. Cool. Yeah, you know what we're talking about. You could find. Well, it you should cool. know unless you were born yeah. in the nineties. But um, yeah. So next up, uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home swings in for record Tuesday opening. So yeah, um, guess what? It made money first day out. Go figure. <laughs> So it says, Postal's analysis are predicting the final movie in the Marvel... Wait. Oh. The final movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe's Phase 3 to gross between $40 million and $48 million, uh, Tuesday. So since July 4th falls in the middle of the week, Far From Home opened on Tuesday when most blockbuster films open on a Thursday night, Friday night. Which is basically... Okay, so guess what? That's why we're here tonight, folks. Sort of. Because we could have also taken a night off for... Um, for whatever holiday it is, Fourth of July, so right. But anyway, uh, but yeah, so yeah, that movie started doing some numbers day one. Go, right, and they're still they're still at it. They're exactly. going to be at it a wall this weekend. So, yep. Um, so I'm I got gonna... a, so I got a couple of head start on what it would normally have done if had it not been a holiday week. And right, right. I mean, this is what happens when the Fourth of July falls in the middle of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Homecoming also opened on a Tuesday. Or no, no, wait, no, which, I don't think so. which, which, no, which Spider-Man was it that opened? Because it's a, a previous iteration of Spider-Man also opened. Was it three? And was the previous record holder for uh, Tuesday? Um, oh. For Tuesday openings, then that couldn't have been three. That maybe that was. Um... Like uh, amazing, one of the Garfield movies or something. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Possibly, possibly. I mean, it's in the. If you open the, uh, it, it's probably in the the, the story. So, um, it is actually not. Well, that's surprising. Yeah. Uh, oh wait, 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 wait. Hold on. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, ironically, the film that holds the current record for Tuesday is the Amazing Spider-Man. So yeah, the go. first, the first Garfield one. So I was kind of right. Taking in thirty-five million. There you go. Uh, the Sony would also open in July. Yeah, so yeah, it's the last time. The last time it, 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 uh, the four, the Fourth of July kind of interfered with uh, an opening like that. So um, the next three stories we actually already talked about. Kind of, sort of, and actually, I will go far as to put in speaking because one of the other stories mentioned this before going further, um, and I don't think I have that article in here, but. Um, Tom Holland said he wouldn't uh, in one of the other stories that he wouldn't mind doing um, he would love to, he'd be open to doing a movie with uh, Garfield and, and uh, McGuire okay. Spider-Man which yeah that'd be kind of a Spider-Verse situation there so if that happened anyway so yeah like you said we don't really have to really go through these next couple because yeah um, this talks about the mid-credit scenes and uh, the end-credit scene yeah yeah, and the end credit scene, and what I mentioned earlier about um, um, a villain that could have possibly have been um, introduced introduced in the in the book, but I don't. I 
personally don't think it is, but it doesn't matter. So the next one we'll get to, still mm-hmm. Tom Holland related, uh, <laughs> is that's Tom Holland's wants Spider-Man to swap bodies with Wolverine in a short film. Short film. So Tom Holland's been saying a whole lot lately. <laughs> he's feeling, I was about to say, feeling himself right now because he's really stepping into the forefront yeah. of the MCU. Um, speaking of a movie that's going to be part of the next phase of the MCU, though, um, set photos from the Black Widow movie may reveal when it takes place in the MCU timeline. Yes. So, um, yeah, this movie is probably Marvel's worst kept secret. Um, well, and it's also the one that people have been wanting since Avengers was it's actually, right. I was about to say it's actually currently shooting in Budapest. <laughs> I know, right? Like that's not if that's not beautiful. I don't know. What it's right is. on the nose. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, expect Hawkeye to be there, but also don't expect Samuel Jackson's uh, Nick Fury character because, if I'm not mistaken, I did see an article. I didn't put it in the lineup, but there was an article I saw today, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that as far as he knows, or period, I guess. Nick Fury is not going to be in um, the Black Widow movie. All right. Partially kind of doesn't make sense, but at the same time, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, it could play both ways, though, with sure. that. Sure. Yeah, exactly. This is pre Shield days. Or, so. yeah, well, there is that. Exactly. I mean, we don't know. Like, given what happened in in in, uh, in Endgame, like, could be just a flashback before then, or could mm-hmm. be leading up to her being the Shield. Hell, it doesn't necessarily have to be. Um, Fury, she could be like, hey, Maria Hill's the one that kind of approaches her near the end or something. Right. So, and apparently, uh, the Taskmaster is probably going to look like to be in. Yeah, I was about to say, spoiler alert here. Yeah. Um, if these pictures are to be. Right. What, what people are interpreting these set photos to mean is that um, Taskmaster is going to be introduced on the big screen. And apparently, that uh, one of the actresses is also playing the part of Yelena Belova. Yes. Um, oh, yes. The girl from that other wrestling movie that came out fairly recently with another Rock. right, uh, a subsequent Black Widow. Yes, a black, a blonde-haired uh, Black Widow. <laughs> Might as well go ahead and say the blonde-haired uh, one because that's the only one. I mean, if you know anything about the Black Widow, you outside of cinematically, you kind of know. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's in her backstory. Um, so yeah, there you go. All right. Cool. Uh, next up. Um, Paul Rudd answers the call for Jason Reitman's Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> so, yeah. I love how he was right by the firehouse. It's right near where my office is downtown. You know, really? Like, uh, yeah, because it's just a couple blocks away on Lafayette. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, with the Ghostbusters uh, firehouse. So, yeah, in, the, in which the video, which I don't see, um, which was in the channel, yeah, it says here that, yeah, in the video from Paul Rudd, it says he's in front of the firehouse looking letter from, like Agent 70 said. It was just not far. Um, and, yeah, he says, I can't wait to join the cast this fall for Ghostbusters. In fact, I'm sliming myself right now. But, um, oh, Paul. Um, so, yeah, the new film is coming out in July 2020. And uh, if you did not know, this is the original cast, in, including. Um, Scorny Weaver, and I believe that did, did they say? Um, did they get Bill Murray? I'm not sure. Yes, 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 yes. Bill Holy Murray's, cow! So yeah, the cast. Um, so they got they got they they got the actor that plays Winston, right? 
Uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think he was already uh, right. Ernie Hudson. So the only one that's not there is Egon because he's passed away. Right. Yeah, cool. Um, and actually, I don't know if they did they get um Rick Moranis. Like that one's the one I don't remember if they got. Because remember he was there for yeah. I don't know, and it doesn't say here, so... Yeah, I don't know. I think it did say they got Rick Moranis, but I'm not even sure, so it doesn't matter at this point. Um, mm-hmm. The Keymaster and the... What are the other ones? And the, yeah, and the Gatekeeper may, right. may not be back together again. Next up, and not really sad news... Exactly. Not the saddest news in the world. Channing Tatum's Gambit movies... Gambit uh, movie is no longer in development. Although, so I'm having so this we got it covered site, which I got it from. It's it's like one step from being a gossip gossip uh, thing to me, and I'm no, not sure whether to believe this or not. But I'm just gonna put this here anyway because it sounds more plausible than even if it is a <laughs> even if that's the case. Because why does this movie need to be right? Anyway. So yeah, um, it's been like as this article says, uh, the Gambit movie's been sitting in development hell, and Channing Tatum's been, you know, steadily trying to get this uh, uh, done. But it sounds like, uh, according to this report from Deadline, that <laughs> wait tells us that the problem isn't "quote unquote" bubbling in development right now. So that's potentially meaning that it could be killed or they just shelved it because of you know everything else that's happened with uh, the Disney merger that's still being panned out or something we don't know I would go so far as to say maybe Disney was like I don't know what's that movie that's just me though just me next up next up uh, the official trailer for Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans oh wait, wait yeah, hold on this is you I think you skipped something else. So. Yeah, no, no, no. This is uh, no, this is you because I did Channing Tatum. Yeah, uh, no, but you skipped one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, holy crap! This Star Wars short made me excited for the Jedi for once. So there was another one of those Galaxy of uh, of one of those short films, Galaxy of Adventure shorts for that is on the Star Wars Kids uh, YouTube site at this point. Um. As we're seeing the other news that is going to get to later, and um, the person who wrote this article saying that they enjoyed it, it's basically just like a bunch of a uh, bunch of the lightsaber duels during the various courses of the movies in animated form that were put together. Sounds like I did not watch this yet. Do they play Duel of the Fates in the background? Probably. I mean, you can't really have a lightsaber battle without doing that. So <laughs> I would go without having seen this. One thousand percent, probably. <laughs> just you know, just off the cuff. Uh, but like I said, it's yeah. Uh, I hadn't watched it yet, and uh, so I don't necessarily know. But I, that would be a miss. That would be a, for, especially from the Star Wars YouTube page, would be a missed opportunity. Right. So anyway, so yeah, if you're so inclined, go check that out. It looks from the gifts, it looks pretty cool. Cool. I mean, I could have played the video right there, but I'm not doing it. So next up. All right, next up, now I can talk about it. Now this. you can talk about it. Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans brings together multiple universes of Titans. Teen so, Titans! Right, so the official trailer for Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans debuted on IGN, and the, uh, the, anima, uh, the anime put pits the current comedy-focused animated version of the team 
against the more action-oriented early 2000s animated version. With AKA many- the one that people bitch about wanting to, to come back. That's the one I want back. Mm-hmm. And uh, with many more iterations of the team also getting roped in. So, yeah, I, I had uh, recently on this show confused the two. Yes. I had thought that I, 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 I couldn't for the life of me remember that Teen Titans Go is the actual title of this this comedy like short based um, uh, animated version, and that Teen <laughs> Titans was just the title for um, the earlier version, the earlier series. Until I was uh, able to uh, gain access to the DC Universe app and you know just able to watch older versions, yes. I was like, oh, okay, this is why I'm wrong. You know, this is you know the uh, there wasn't easy access to. Um, Teen Titans, but now that they're now they're crossing over, so yes. which hey you know and uh, yeah as this article says um, many more iterations of the team, which means they're you know outside of the base crew that you know and love. Um, there are other, you know, the, I'm sure the other the also other Rands. Right, it's uh, almost like this is a predecessor to Young Justice. Yeah, I mean basically it is. Yeah, because I mean no. yeah because Young Justice was pretty much a Teen Titan group, but not. Right, not in name, right? Yeah, and in somewhat, yeah, and in um, yeah, it's kind of like a mini Justice League, uh, Justice League, because they had the versions of the legacy versions of the big three. Mm-hmm. So that that um, Young Justice kind of comprised itself of. So, oh, I need. I guess speaking of, I don't know if I had that in here. I think I do. You do. It's the, the story after the next. Okay, so in that case, let's just go ahead and get onto it. So yeah, I wait. Did they have Teen Titans going DC Universe or just Teen Titans? Uh, we can look it up. I know, um, Teen, I know, Teen Titans is on there, but I don't know if they had Go on there. I happen to like Teen Titans Go. Yes, it's the more play for comedy version of the of the crew, but you know, I didn't have as big an issue on it than <laughs> as a lot of other people did. I had issues with it. It's just silly. <laughs> yeah, but it's supposed to be silly. So, right, exactly. That's the I mean, you know, knowing that that's the point yeah. softens the blow a lot, but yeah. it's still like, oh come on. Like anybody uh, going to thinking that it's supposed to be the 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 other Teen Titans is like no come on stop. <laughs> all but anyway, right, so first Teen Titans is here, two thousand three uh, to two thousand six. Um, Static Shock is here. So is Legion of Superheroes. Yeah, I didn't realize they had two years. Yeah, yeah. Go is not on this. That makes okay. That kind of makes sense because I think Go was on Hulu. And they hadn't pulled that stuff uh, over, but anyway. Uh, so uh, next right, up, just for our information. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Titans, Titans Anna Diop uh, shows off Starfire Starfire's updated season two hairstyle. I think it's Jop. Diop. Jop. No Jop. Jop. Okay. It's like pronounce it like J O P. I got it. Yeah, because I've never heard the name being spoken. So my apologies for that. Um, and yeah. So anyway. Um, so yeah, she's went to took to her Instagram, and uh, looks like she's showing it showing it off there. So and yeah, there was a lot of controversy about the character from stupid ass people, and including the the stuff about the the original hairstyle, oh, the, the the hairstyle they had for her there, and costume, and all this, and all that, and whatever, whatever. Hey, it is what it is. It's an adaptation. Yes, exactly. So get over it's yourself. It's adaptation. Which a lot of stuff that I mean, uh, there's a a lot more people saying that they like the version than not like the version um, that DC Universe has. So 
I still have well, yet to finish it. I would just say that um, the character has to be different because it does. She doesn't have the the mother hen of the Titans, Donna Troy, um, actively in the team. She's there. Yeah, but so she but, is there, but yeah. right, but not in the way that uh, the character was laid out in the original comics. And I believe it's a slightly and, slightly younger version than that Donna Troy, if I'm not mistaken. Roughly the same, but at the end of the day, my point being, if you read, you know, uh, the way the character develops as part of the uh, the origin story of that version of the Titans, Donna has a big play, a big role to play in uh, get, helping Corey uh, navigate uh, Earth customs and you know becoming an Earther, as opposed to this movie where, uh, as opposed to this TV adaptation that kind of puts her into a, a role very quickly. Right. Um, yeah, like and, she's kind of, and kind of become, right, and, ki- and kind of explains, um, kind of explains away how she c- came to be on Earth later on. So, right. So yeah. that's a difference. Um, and it all might be going away if the if rumors are to believe. We don't know what's going on with it with what's what. Next right. up, shall see. Next up, uh, Young Justice Outsider hey. returns. Returns. Yes. And I believe this is the. Still, season three, just the, the the latter part of it, because right. they took a break. Uh, right, and it returns to deal with like ten million characters. <laughs> that sounds about right, because Jim just tends to throw some jokers in there left and right. So I'm, that I, you know, <laughs> slight, right. Slight so away. it hasn't dropped yet, right? Or has it no, no, it has. It, it just started back. Season two. Yeah, I'm 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 a flex right now and, and scroll through and see. Because <laughs> uh, uh, I also remember uh, um, uh, Tim, who also said that this is his beat for comics, comic resources, said that he's on it and it just started back this week. And I think he had an article about it, which I saw this one first, so that's why I took this one. Gotcha. That is funny. And so. I know he's also a fan of Young Justice like I am. So. Oh, oh yeah, exactly. You guys were on this way early. Yes. Oh, it's Young Justice Outsiders. That's yes. What yeah, that's what they call us the third season. Right. So it's third season. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. So yeah. So uh, what was the last one? Uh, well, the 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 one that just comes out is the the, the latest one, the sixteen episodes. Ah, okay. All right. So yeah. So that's the one because it doesn't say like brand new. It just says that in right. Uh, um, Five days, episode seventeen drops. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they're put just doing them weekly as opposed to just dropping everything at once. Right. God forbid you can't binge. But anyway, uh, it's probably just as well. But yeah, yeah. I'm like, it kind of doesn't make any sense at this point. But you know, mm-hmm. it's also still under the grasp of old media in a ways. Um. So yeah. So, but that said, you know, hey, new episode out this week, and the rest of season two come in the coming weeks. So if you haven't checked that out. Go for it. I am still behind because I told myself I was going to do a rewatch of all of it and I still hadn't hit season three yet. Um, so, yeah, have at it. Next up, Bat- uh, Batman Hush, Shazam documentary and more coming to SDCC, which we are slow a couple of weeks coming to. Yeah, we are rapidly approaching uh, San Diego Comic Con. Which, and as I said previously on the show, that, you know, we start to see more stuff uh, headed toward than we have already. Start seeing more news coming out of um, San Diego before sure. it happens. 
and sure enough there has because I think there's even a couple of things more other things in the lineup so anyway uh, so yeah so there's going to be a bunch of stuff at um, San Diego uh, San Diego San Diego Comic Con coming up and including the stuff named uh, not up and including talk about the Teen Titans versus Go uh, uh, movie um, Batman Hush which I thought was already out but I guess not Scooby-Doo uh, has got a new thing coming out, which I think uh, Urkel shows up in that. Um, they're talking about the Banana Splits movie and a Shazam documentary, which ought to be good, and a bunch of other stuff. We don't have to go through all of that. Nevertheless, if you're going to be at um, San Diego, you can go check that out at your leisure. Next. Next up, uh, Shazam director's commentary reveals behind, not BTS as in the Korean. Uh, <laughs> no, not the group. group. No. Anytime I see that, though, I'm just like, oh, they're invading this point, everything. Yeah, at this point, uh, yeah, I get that. Reveals behind the scenes magic and zaps up a hidden featurette. So, yeah, it's uh, uh, Shazam is officially available now for digital pur- purchase. Correct. So you can watch um, at home this movie that I still not have yet. That I still not yet have seen. So. Same here. Uh, I'm going to have to make some time to uh, find a way to watch this. Meanwhile, I believe the other Captain Marvel is also out on... Uh, well, it's already out on hard I know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is already out. So, not far from each other in both respects. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so there's a hit, uh, hidden featurette, and yeah, it'll be out. Well, it's, I think it's next week, or it's either next week or the week after... That uh, the the Blu-ray version has come out. I can look at this article and see. You know what? Kind of doesn't matter. Next up, uh, I have some big news for folks. For I know a certain section of folks because um, a person uh, that I follow hook, hit me to this news th- that I'm not real big on. But it's, hey, and that would be Sandman TV series reportedly lands at Netflix. So, There's lots yes, of people out there. There are a lot of Sandman. Yes, there are a lot of Neo Gaiman fans, uh, specifically for the Sandman, and obviously American Gods is already out there in live action form. Um, so yeah, and I think we had heard rumblings of this previously that we had talked about that they were shopping this around, mm-hmm. and uh, now it's landed on Netflix, which kills the breeze, I guess, at this point. So the series is to be written by Adeline Heinberg, Wonder Woman, Gaze Anatomy, who also serves as a showrunner. Uh, Gaiman himself will executive produce along with David S. Goyer, which, again, no surprise, the, all of those names <laughs> right. you know, are, are known at this point for that kind of stuff. So, might, well, minus Gaiman, but still. So, yeah, Sandman fans rejoice, I guess. Like I said, I've never, like I told us about it, I've never read it and nor really cared to. So don't send me the issue. Don't send me the books. Yeah. All right, not, next. I would not read it. President Bartlett. What's next? I'll tell you what's next. Netflix has revealed the first look at the Witcher cast, including uh, Aegon Targaryen. I mean, um, the Witcher <laughs> character played by. <laughs> That's not my joke. I totally put that off somebody. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, it, it's uh, Henry Cavill playing right. whoever the main character is. Uh, Geralt. There you go. Yes. So, so if you did not know, The Witcher is a video game series um, that is now going to be a show. 
and Henry uh, Henry Cavill playing the main character of said said series. Who is not Aegon Targaryen? Who is not Aegon Targaryen? I don't know who that. I know who that is, but I don't. Know. That's supposed to be Jon Snow. Yes. Oh wait, is that his actual name? Uh, yeah. Well, did I just spoil the end of it? I don't care. Dude. I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that serious. Uh, I mean, you might have spoiled it for somebody, but you know. yeah, right. Spoiler alert. Yeah, well, it's fine. Uh, so yeah, and we also um show pictures of uh the actresses who are playing Jennifer and Siri, not the the voice assistant. Yeah, I was gonna say not iPhone. the voice assistant. For yeah, Apple. No, 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 no. Um, who are also a part of the the the, the video game series. So yeah, there you go. Sure, that's the thing. I don't know. Wait, when is it, does it say when this thing is actually going to happen? Uh, later, twenty nineteen. So yeah, sometime later this year that'll that'll happen. Okay. Next. Um. Uh, yeah. This is you. Yeah. A uh, small update on the new RoboCop movie, which is apparently still happening. Yeah. Go, okay. Yeah. There you go. So last year we got news that Neil Blomkamp. Uh, Possibly as penance, uh, penance from the universe for not getting to make that alien movie he was really hyped for, was working on a Robocop. That was the editorialization for the author. Uh, was working on Robocop Returns, a direct follow up to the original 1987. Wait, hold up. There's been two sequels to Robocop. So they're basically saying they're basically they're doing. Terminator. Yeah, they're, they're doing basically doing Exactly. I was about to say that. They're basically doing a Terminator, just brushing off the last two. Then again. You know what? That's probably all for the better because I Robotop Crop Three was not great. It was not great at all. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's the thing. Blunt Cop is still on, and apparently, some somebody decided to get out there and say, "Hey, guess what? <laughs> We're still here." Yeah, right. I think I'll go for a walk now. Uh, anyway, that's that. Alrighty, I thought we were at the end of cinematic. No, there's one more. There's one carryover story. Mm-hmm. Um, the Gears of War movie will be set in an alternate reality, but will still be on Sarah and involve certain characters. So this is based on the video game. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a first peek at the movie online. Uh, it's an interview with IGN. And um, okay. Yeah, and the, obviously the reason why this is in here, just like The Witcher, there have been comic books made for either for both of those, just despite them coming originally from video games. All right, now we're going to go into the comic book news. Marvel quietly introduces Logan's powerful new kid because as if he did not have enough, as if he has not quote unquote sired enough. Progeny, right. right? And I have a comment on that after you finish. After you wrap this, story. you know what? I'm done. Go for it. Just very quickly. Um, so we don't know if this is the case for sure. Um, you know, we'll see how this plays out. But apparently, there was a run on this issue and the last issue of Marvel. The, I think it's like issues five and six of the Marvel Comics Presents right um, series. There's a run on that series because of this first appearance um, business. Um, and we, we're not 100% sure if, if that's the case or not. Uh, it actually makes me want to go back and read our review copies because I don't remember reading them. Yeah, I think um, I stopped reading after issue two. Four. I <laughs> actually read up to four. Huh. Um, but um, 
But uh, in a book that uh, we read last week, uh, or that I read last week, uh, the one-shot Wolverine Exit Wounds, mm-hmm. there's also a teased uh, Wolverine progeny there in there as well. So I thought that's where the, the, the hype was going to come from. Interesting. Right. It was just very, it was very confusing for, for, for someone who read um, Exit Wounds, but then I saw that it was regarding uh, a character appearing in the MCP book. Marvel <laughs> Comics presents when I say MCP. Right. I, I like how, if you're watching the video, you can see the, the panel that they, they, they pulled from, um, from that issue. <laughs> and Wolverine's like, I'm pretty sure she's my daughter. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, she looks more like uh, the Enchantress. It's... But then again, that's, you know, I don't know, in a different dressing. But then again, if you go down the line, you see Snicked, which, guess what? (laughs) Right. So, yeah, sure. All right. That's the thing. Next up. Okay. Uh, One moment. One moment. I got to switch back to the regular sheet from the spillover sheet. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right. Um, former Iceman writer shines a light on Marvel's struggles with representation. So, so yeah, basically, uh, Senator Grace, uh, I think it's Cena Grace, uh, who wrote the t- both of the volumes of Iceman's um, short-lived series from the last couple of years. Uh, um. Yeah, just basically talked about um, his issue or the issues that he had in with Marvel writing said book. Um, you know that it's I did not read this article, so I'm not even going to go into it. But I think it's worth a good read. Okay, I would say that. So, and it's, but the bottom line is basically that Marvel seems to still have a a good way to go uh, in dealing with some issues. No surprise. Yes, especially dinner with, um, um, you know, what? Well, one uh, characters of color and uh, gay characters. So, there you go. Next up, Darth Vader boards Marvel Comics One Thousand. So, uh, yeah, apparently, uh, do we even, like, okay, we've heard a bunch of stuff about this Marvel Comics 1000. don't know when in the world exactly it is. Or we do. Yeah, it is coming out soon. And it, it is, we do know it is for their 80th anniversary, which is this year. So that's, that part is, is quite well known. But uh, this is going to be written by Chalso, who famously did um, uh, a run on Darth Vader's book. I think he was the first run mm-hmm. on Darth Vader's book, which is great, by the way. And artist Terry Dotson, uh, who has done some Star Wars work also, in, in addition to a bunch of other stuff he's done for Marvel, uh, Marvel uh, are working on a one-page story to be included in the 96-page anthology. Which, yeah, we knew it was an anthology, but, you know, sure. Uh, it is included where the stories will be in a continuity with Marvel's comic universe of Star Wars, or whatever. So we don't know if it's going to be like a Marvel Comics tie-in or just going to be Star Wars just in general. So whenever that comes out, we'll find out when you find out. Or vice versa. Next. 
Sano's creator Jim Starlin celebrates the Mad Titans' best years at San Diego Comic Con. So I guess he's going to be making an appearance there. Not only he's an appearance, exclusive, right? He's going to host an exclusive panel. Yes. During which he will discuss the Mad Titans' best years ever. Mm-hmm. Thursday yeah. panel, July 18th. Yep. That's coming up soon. Yes, it is. It's and, less than two weeks. And I'll never go, apparently. Unless someone wants to sponsor a trip for... You know what? No, I'm not even going to put that out there like that. Anyway, um, we know somebody who's going to be there. Yes. <laughs> At the very least. So It's always nice that we have a connection uh, yes. that makes his way to San Diego Comic even if we ourselves will probably never well, I don't know, I see one of us probably going, but it won't be either one of us. I was about to say never say I was about to say never say never on either one of us, but I would I would say that one member of our panel is more likely to go sooner rather than later. Exactly. Yeah, like you I, I don't yeah. Yes. And out of the two of us, I definitely will take me out of the running. I would love to. <laughs> but I don't see that happening anytime soon. Especially with how those tickets, man, just the ticket thing with that thing is it's right. It's crazy as a celebration. Listen, uh, as a veteran of getting New York Comic Con tickets, I understand that it's gotten yes. almost as crazy as San Diego Comic Con tickets. So it's yes. just a matter of getting used to the, getting into the system and getting used to it. And you're already there on that front, so that's a, you know, the, right. You know, even, like I said, and even still, is uh, from uh, from what you've even said, is kind of a battle. Yes. Oh no, it's gotten. It, it, my understanding is that it's gotten to that point where it's just about not quite as crazy as getting San Diego tickets, but it's mm. just about as crazy. So yeah, but nevertheless, keep hope alive, folks. Um, <laughs> speaking of zombies, <laughs> Marvel announces the return of Marvel Zombies. So we alluded to this earlier when I was talking about deceased. Um, so yeah, they're bringing back Marvel Zombies again. Um, and there's another issue. Well, there's another thing we'll get to in a minute, which uh, this also comes around, but yeah. Um, I think last Tuesday, this was on, this was talked about on Twitter, uh, and a peek at the cover, which if you're watching the video, you can see the cover, what looks to be the cover and it's going to be October 19th. So I'm going to chalk this up as being a case of guess what? Marvel copied DC, who copied them years before. I don't know. Who probably some would argue copied The Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. Someone would probably say that, whether they're right or wrong or not. But, um, so yeah, the book is coming out in October, and yeah, it's another version of Marvel Zombies. Yay. Who was actually written by Kirkman of The Walking Dead. Robert Kirkman. So, yay. Anyway, next up. House of X will change everything in the Marvel Universe. Hmm. Did you see the video? Yes. Did you see the video? I did not. So there is a video on, I believe it is on Marvel's YouTube site. You know, there's something, which is a weird thing. Comics doing video trailers for uh, com- upcoming comic books uh, and whatnot. So there's a there's a video out there with um, like the likes of um, Jason Aaron, uh, Jerry Duggan, um, and a couple other creators talking about. Oh, and um, um, Jordan White, the editor, one of the editors of Marvel, talking about 
how you know the impact of uh, what Hickman Hickman's a uh, run of um, is going to be. It's a it's an interesting watch, even if it is basically hype. And oh yeah, and um, also Hickman's on it too, you know, with with a couple of couple of lines. But you should check that out. I should matter of fact, I will probably put it in the show notes when I uh, was watching it the other day. But anyway, so yeah, this is a shout out to Tim who wrote this on the case um and uh in this article you know talking with uh joe casada posted his impressions of uh, house of x on twitter you know and he's saying i just read uh, house of x number one before i headed out to the printer today and it's hands down one of the revolutionary take on the world of uh, mutants since grant morrison's run and matter of fact i think that video also mentioned grant morrison's run also so, quinky dinky, I think not. Uh, I'm still trying to process how incredible this book is and how it will change everything in the MU. And I think there was a there was a couple of lines of that in said video <laughs> of saying similar things. So again, the hype machine has spun up, but I don't. Given what we know about Hickman's run of um, Avengers, which that was also alluded to in the um, in the um, in said video from Hickman. And it could, you know, I don't doubt it's going to be something good, but I would just prefer to wait and see when it happens at the end of this month. Okay. So, and yeah, I was right. So, July 24th, um, House of X goes on sale July 21st, Powers of X, July 31st. So All right. There we go. I thought they were coming out the same week. Next up. What's next? Uh, House of X variant reveals new look for Cyclops. So, yeah. It's a variant cover for House of X number one. You see five iterations of um, Cyclops, including, I guess, the one that's going to be presented in the miniseries. Interesting. All blue. Well, I mean, you know, that's his thing. Well, technically, except for the the new X-Men one, which is kind of black. But, but yes, he does like the dark, dark... He does like the dark colors. Yeah, I guess so. I guess you probably could get because I think that was like the blue leather, the blue black leather. But I guess every other version is some dark version no, of blue. The black leather had big yellow highlights. That's the thing. Like well, yeah, no, had but, big yellow um, uh, highlights. Other than the most recent one, right? So um, that's the difference. But it's cool. Yeah, it's uh, more action figures. Yeah, basically. You know, I mean. I mean, more yeah. action figures. And let's face it, the 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 um the, the original five have had their share of uh, costume changes, more or less. But the, well, probably with the exception of uh, Iceman, obviously. But that's neither here nor there. Next, ah, uh, the official Twitter account for Kodansha's manga pocket uh, app revealed this past Thursday that it will launch a new manga titled Spider-Man Fake Red. Uh, based on Marvel's Spider-Man character this summer, Marvel's Marvel supervising the manga original story and uh, who's going to screw up this person's name? Yusuke, Yusuke Osawa is drawing the manga. Yeah, Yusuke Osawa uh, is drawing. Yeah, so yeah, unfortunately, uh, there is not an English version of said uh, app, so this is Japanese only. Unless you know Japanese and or have a Japanese uh, um, 
um, iTunes and or uh, um, uh, Android account, yeah, you're out of luck. Have fun typing that into Google Translate. All righty. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, next up, Marvel's Avengers. Whoops. Dang it, stop it. Video. Anyway, Comic-Con pa- uh, Marvel's Avengers Comic-Con panel will showcase exciting new content, uh, including Ultimate Alliance 3, which is coming out in a couple of weeks, Iron Man VR, which I believe comes out this fall, uh, and the aforementioned Marvel Avengers. So yeah, there's going to be a panel, um, looks like jer- Thursday, July 18th, in Hall, in ha- in Hall Hat. Hall Hat? Hall H must be. Uh, at one, yeah, because I don't think there's a whole hat. Yeah. Yes, um, one thirty p.m. P, uh, PT, and like I said, it'll be Bill Rossman of Marvel Games, and they'll be going over some of the upcoming stuff, including the uh, aforementioned stuff. Which I'm right. excited. I dare say uh, I'm excited for Marvel Ultimate Alliance, which is coming out in a couple of weeks on the Switch, and that I already bought. All right. Next. Uh, next up. Uh, Spider-Man PS4 game is going to get two Spider-Man Far From Home crossover suits, and they're free for people who are on the game. Mm-hmm. Which is what I love about the the um, what they've been doing with stuff like that. And I don't, I don't believe that the, the Avengers game would be that much different. I mean, they will be having paid DLC, but they're also probably, they may or may not be. They will, will probably be doing some free stuff in there like they've been doing with the Spider-Man game. So yeah, and I think that that is already live. Um, cause, and I think there was already, uh, yes, cause the homecoming suit was already in the game. Uh, and they just added the, if you're watching the video, that's one of the suits. Um, the, the two suits from Far From Home. Which, yeah, that's if, new which yes, which you've seen, if you've seen the trailers, you already know what they are. So, cause there's, there's really nothing more. It's the, the stuff suit and the upgraded suit that he gets. So. Yeah, I haven't I haven't messed with it, but I do have to. So if you've updated your that game, if you have it, it's a good game to play. By the way, um, if I haven't said that before millions of times. Next up, Zoo. Uh, Fantasy Flight Games releases live stream schedule for July. Now, what does this have to do with a comic book podcast? Well, probably not much. Fantasy Flight Games are basically, and I know Agent Seventy knows this because we have talked behind the scenes about some stuff they've, they've done. Um. Basically, they're going to do a live stream because they have new games. They basically are the ones who put out the um, uh, Star Wars, amongst other things, but Star Wars role-playing games. Okay. Um, And it looks like there's an expansion. I believe this is an expansion for one of the games. Uh, I think this is the board game. Yes, maybe. So, yeah. Um, let's see, they explored the Clone Wars core set for Star Wars Legion, that is, uh, yeah, so it's an expansion for one of their games, uh, Star Wars Legion, and then, let's see, there is the Tactical Battles of Star Wars Armada, as we take a look at the Rebellion in the Rim campaign expansion, so basically, the expansions to their, um, uh, some of their role-playing and board games, so, Cool Beans. Next. All right, next up, Doomsday Clock, the comic that I'm still gambling on not <laughs> finishing in the year 2019. The story is connected to Bendis' Legion of Superheroes. whoop de doo yeah. Next up, um, 
I don't. Yeah, this is, it seems to be the blenders block, just like we had the, the Tom Holland block. Um, wait. Yeah, Bendis teases. Yeah, no, but for some strange reason, I had I had that there twice. Uh, but Bendis teases Tim Drake's new costume for Young Justice with Young Justice preview. Uh, so yeah, as we know, as you may or may not know, you know on his imprint, the uh, Young Justice out there, and it's been actually a pretty, pretty good book. I I dare say, even by, well, I don't want that. I was about to say something that might sound like slanderous. Anyway, um. So yeah, Bendis went took to Twitter and um, put out. Oh, excuse me, that's not Twitter. That's uh, Instagram, and um, showed an image from an upcoming Young Justice book as they will be perusing the multiverse. And uh, it looks like at the bottom. Wait, is that Naomi? It looks like that might be Naomi, which is another one of his creations. But anyway, um, at the bottom you can see uh, Tim Drake's new. Costume. Right. My understanding is, is any taking on a new code name? I believe that has also been the, the case. Yes. Right. Um, I but think I don't, right. I think that's the, the the bigger story is that he's actually not going to be a Robin anymore. That is correct. Yes, and he yeah, because even though he showed up as a Robin in the story, and we wasn't really sure when or how that played into the thing, because I think he had stopped being a Robin in previous universe changes or something you know when new 52 and all that kind of whatever whatever but basically he got his memories back of young justice because he had he had initially forgot about all the young justice and all that kind of goodness Mm -hmm. and now he got his uh memories back of that so i guess through all of that is going to be set change um so yeah and yes that is naomi uh, so yeah, cool. It'll be in let's see, Young Justice number seven, which is coming soon. Cool. Alrighty. Next. Next up, uh, Tanya Biswas jumps from Yen Press to Penguin to launch a Square Enix manga line. So, um... <laughs> so yeah. yeah. He was in charge of adapting... Uh, and editing 30 to 40 manga per year for Yen Press. And now, uh, beginning this month, she's uh, in a position with uh, Penguin to adapt uh, the Square Enix titles. Uh, I guess a lot of them based on video games. That's correct. So, yeah, so they're basically manga versions of Square Enix um, properties, from what it sounds like. So, yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy, Full Metal Alchemist, Soul Eater, Black Butler, Tomb Raider, Dragon Quest, and Nier Automata. Looks like uh, coming down the pike this this uh, this fall. Nier Automata, also a good book. I mean, good um, good game. So, anyway, congratulations to her. Next up, so here... The next two stories, I think. Yes. Uh, so, this has been rumbling the last day or so, partially wrongly. Um, and this is why you should kind of wait and see if there's some official news in some some particular places. Basically, um, Mad Magazine, according to this article, reportedly shutting down after 67 years. That is not necessarily the case. Um, so what's actually so basically, um, one there was a blogger going out there 
that saying that they had uh, rumors that they were they they heard from someone else that Mad Magazine was showing out uh, that was shutting down because a contributor to Mad Magazine was basically saying goodbye to Mad after they had gotten some emails about something or other rather uh, and they were making it sound like as a matter of fact yeah here is the here's the tweet here if you're watching the video. Uh, saying to the Today One in Goodbye Mad Magazine as a youngster I was a huge fan bada 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 which basically sound like they were leaving to me if you know if you sense prevails it sound like they were not going to be with Matt anymore and not that the fact that Matt was shutting down but a lot of people took this and ran with it and, and the other bloggers saying that Matt was shutting down but the actual case seems to be that Mad Magazine, as you know it, will cease to exist, meaning that they're not going to be on news, uh, you're not going to be able to buy it on the newsstands anymore, and that um, that they basically have two more like original issues of Mad to come down the line, but then they're going to basically repurposing old... Um, old um, materials, which Matt is no stranger to doing it anyway. Um, uh, and they're going to put it in the, sell it in the direct market. So, which means, that, like I said, you won't be able to buy it in, say, in, in a store anymore. Um, so that's not necessarily mean that's not shutting it down. Just the fact that it's being repurposed. Now, there's also the speculation that it could lead to them just shutting it completely down at some point. But that's not exactly what happened, and people were kind of blowing it out as it being just killed, you know. And even before, like when I saw this article here um, from Dick DiBartolo, who was a longtime writer of Mad Magazine, I was like, well, I, you know, didn't want to say that. There's no way in the world, unless hearing from DC or someone who would know any better. And even Dick DiBartolo was like, I didn't get the email that some of the other people that he knew was uh was getting one and two the information that was in this article is what kind of reiterated that from what he knew so yeah sometimes you kind of you need to take a wait and see or get some more conf- you know, official confirmation before a lot of stuff gets gets um put out because there were a lot of people like oh mad magazine's dying or dead or this and that other and that's just not seems that's not saying that it's still not but it's just changing so, you know, I said, okay, sometimes we're, we're it's in social media, we're kind of quick to kill things and not actually have any proof. Because, like I said, if I had heard it from like DC or Warner Brothers or like I said, DuPont or something like that, something like that, I've been like, okay, well, clearly they are just killing it. Yeah, DC put out a clarification tweet, if I'm exactly. not mistaken, earlier today or after the story. Exactly. Uh, story. Right. So, yeah, because they had, because they had confirmed it to well, they confirmed what they were doing to CNET, which is why this article came about. And then yeah, they went out to Twitter to say something themselves because, like I said, it made it sound like. But at the same time, people were, there are some people that were like, well, you know what? I think somebody made the point. This is like, well, you know, if they're doing this to Mad, and they and Mad's doing way more numbers than a lot of DC books, you know, imagine what they what they're doing with the other books, which. Not terribly wrong, but at the same time, you know, not fully justified. I don't know. What do I know? 
Anyway, that's the thing. Mad as you originally knew it is not is is uh going, but it's not the end of Mad Magazine. Already. Yeah. Like you still find it out there. <laughs> anyway, next up. All right. Uh Nicholas Scott paints a bright future for black magic. Have you so... ever read this book? Uh, Greg Rucka and Nicholas Scott's Black Magic uh, is which is a series that went on hiatus back in May 2018 and ended with a cliffhanger in issue number 11 Um, they will be releasing it they just haven't um, been able to confirm that it's going to be able to be released on a monthly schedule until they get some issues in the can and that has, tends to happen with a lot of creator, with some creator and stuff. So that's not entirely out of the ordinary. I believe right. I, just, I just saw Pretty Deadly was finally starting to come back, and it's been on hiatus for like three or four good years. Mm. Um, but yeah, Agent Seventy has a crush on Nicholas Scott. I do. Who's that? <laughs> See, that's how you put rumors out there. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's that's the thing that's happened. I've not read that book, so I don't know too much about it. But it's creator owned, and there you go. Next up, um, Gene Lun, Luen Yang gets personal in new graphic novel Dragon Hoops. Um, so, from the writer of American Born Chinese, which got a lot of accolades, accolades um, Dragon Hoops is also his first work of nonfiction. The book focuses on his life, his family, and the high school, high school where he teaches. Um, and the synopsis goes on to kind of tell tell what is it what is it about. So hey, if you like um, American born Chinese and you like uh, Jin Yang, go check this out. I guess. All righty, next. Um, the Black Ranger. This should be your time. This should be your story <laughs> because this is a Power Rangers though. Uh, the Black it. Ranger dons the Dragon Shield, a new Lightning Collection figure. From Hasbro this fall. God. Oh, stop. Power Rangers, people. Yes. 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 So, yeah, there's... Oh, yeah, so um, just like I think we talked about the the Red, Red Ranger set, uh, this is another uh, figure that's coming along the line. It's going to be 20 bucks. going to be at Walgreens. Uh, it's basically the Black Ranger with the Dragon Shield, and that's cool. For There's not really much else to be said about that. Next... Um. So yes, great. I got this one. Yay! No, no. Um. Oh no! I, yeah, 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 yeah. I do have this one. Yeah. Um. Kirkland and Image confirmed the Walking Dead ends with one, issue one ninety three, which came out this week. Uh, one ninety four and one ninety five canceled. Um. And so notably. It's out of the blue, supposedly. I don't think it's as out of the blue as some people are saying it is. Like, yeah, it's certain that it, that we get word of it, but I feel like somebody along the line may have known this was coming, or something happened that caused this. Because there's only a couple of things that would would uh, well normally would cause a cancellation this abrupt, and and I would say this abrupt. It's 193 issues. That the thing's been going on longer than a lot of. There, there's probably been a 193 um, comic books canceled by the big two alone in the in the in the time that this book has been around. Sure. 
Um, and I know there this, there are some people, that, and one of which we know of, who have had some words about the cancellation of Twitter, which I think we're probably a little stronger than just personally, but that's just me. Um, I don't know. I mean, with, with regards to retailers, I actually heard retailers kind of echo the sentiment that a little bit of forewarning would have helped. I agree on that point. I do agree on that point. Right. That's the part I'm. That's the part I'm talking about. But I'm but what I'm but the words what I what what you saw what I saw was a little. I was like that's a little harsh. But I know I understand the sentiment sort of behind it. Yeah, um, that really stinks though from the retailer's perspective. It does, but I mean, I question. I don't know. I have questions. That's all I'm saying about that. So yeah, it is abrupt on that storm. But I mean, is, like it, I said, say, is it artificially created for the original print? Who's to say? You know. But that's like I said. I go back to what I said. Like I don't know. There's usually a reason that it's so abrupt, and I don't. I would not like to believe that it was artificially created. Especially like it says, like the next two issues were canceled. So. I, I don't know. Usually, that would mean something. Something behind the scenes went is not right, but that's not necessarily always the case. You know. Mm-hmm. Usually, when we hear about something canceled and, and the, the the issues after it being canceled after that's because a creator done <laughs> some dirt or something. And again, I'm not saying that this is the case. We don't know, but. I don't know. Hey, look, this it had a nice run. The show also had a nice run. Now, if they had said it's like, no, we're we're killing the book because of the show, which would be kind of ass backwards. Um, that would be fucked up. Also, um, but I don't know. It's like I said, I feel like there's something we don't know uh, about. Um, why this, why this uh, ended so abruptly. But like I said, the reseller side, sure, that's that's a thing, I guess. Like, but is are retailers really hinting their sales on this one book? That that would be the other thing. Like, I'm pretty sure the the two or three Batman books that sell fairly decently every month would they are probably still doing all right with. It's hard and to I know, say. and I know people like this book and this book alone, and people come into the book specifically for this book. I'm not saying that they don't. Like, I I get the I get the the the, the strength of this book. I get it. <laughs> so, I don't know. Like I said, there's, there's things I don't know. Uh, but anyway, going into that, um, uh, The Walking Dead, the 193, sold out from Diamond, selling for over $16 on eBay already, which, surprise, surprise. Right. You know, like, especially hearing about that this is his last book, yeah, of course, it, it went to, it got, uh, went to eBay and getting hyped and getting balled up. So yeah, I mean you hate to see a book end, but at the same time, hey, that book's got to run. And I feel like there's something we don't know about the behind the scenes in this book, and it might be nothing. Who knows? Next up, or it could be just that they really couldn't make it to 200. <laughs> well, you know, I it's wonder, like we could have really stretched this to 200, so well, let's end it now. I uh, well maybe, but if they if they were making the length to do it, if they canceled the next two issues after that, though. I don't know. You, I mean, they're, they're, you're probably right about that, but at the same time, like I said, why can't you know why let the other, not let the other two issues come out? Well, they solicited two, right? Yeah. So that but means still. they were likely trying to. I mean, this is just pure conjecture on my part. They're trying to lead into, I guess, the final story, but 
you know, whatever. They, they, they decided to end it on their terms. and We would hope. Right. Well, remember, this is creating our own stuff. So mm-hmm. Kirkman ended it the way he wanted to end it. He owned the whole thing. So Did he, though? Who else owned it? Well, I mean, I'm not saying that he owned it, that he ended it on his own terms. Like, wouldn't he, if he ended it on his own terms, wouldn't he let the other two books go, go out if that was the case? Especially when they were not already... Necessarily. Not necessarily. Know. Not if this is the story he wanted to tell, this is the way he wanted to end it. I this was an exercised issue, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I don't, I kind of don't buy that. I mean, I get it, but I don't kind of buy that for some well, reason. Well, ultimately, it's his choice because he, there's, there's no other, I mean, obviously not counting for market forces or other uh, issues at Image, but in terms of who calls the final shot on on the book, uh, it's still Kirkman. So sure, but again, uh, I that's, feel why, like if- that's all. That's I mean, honestly, that's all. That's all we're all sort of left with. Like this was his decision. So what influences decision? That can you know that's that that that's more where you're coming from. Well, but kind of, I but, I, but, uh, but I'm still kind of also stuck on like, like okay, there there were two books already solicited out there that. I don't know that if they were actually anywhere near done, you know. I don't know. Like, yeah, like I said, there's there's, uh, there's things I don't know about that, and there's just, just no no need. Solicitations are just teases, so I know that. Be, no, but uh, my my point is there might be cover art done for it, but internals might not be completed. Or there so, might have been. We don't know. We really don't know. Right. So it, at this point, unless something else happens to come out about it, it's it's all conjecture on, on either one of our right. parts. So exactly. So, but you know, I just I, I have a I have a uh, I'm comfortable with the idea that I don't think there's anything too crazy going on because it's a creator-owned book as opposed to uh, one of the big two. Right. I mean, like I'll put it to you this way: I I would love to believe I would like to take your stance to it, and yeah, it is all and definitely like you said, it is on him and it's his decision. But I feel like that seemed like to me that would have come up before now, like not out of not out of the blue. That's that's just my thing. I don't know, but again, except whatever. Uh, next, next up, last one. Last story, Cobra Kai. <laughs> A comic book is launching this fall from IDW. Yes, the 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 the, the based, on the based off yeah. based on the YouTube based book, based off of the <laughs> based off the movie, or loosely based right. off of what's that? Actually, of, well, I know what I'm saying. Loosely based off of potential. Uh, on, my understanding, I was just going to say, my understanding of the YouTube premium uh, Cobra Kai show is that it's literally a direct sequel to all of the Cobra, uh, to all the uh, Karate right. Kid movies. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But because they the never comic really... book based on right. Right. But, yeah, the comic book is based off of that, which is based off of Karate Kid, the whatever happened there. Um, so yeah, and apparently the first four arc is going to be the retelling of Karate Kid movie from the perspective of Johnny Lawrence, who played who played by Williams uh, Zapka, goes on to be the, the focus of Cobra Kai. Sweet mm-hmm. leg, Johnny! Get him a body bag! <laughs> apparently something bad happens to that character. Uh, I don't remember, <laughs> honestly. I've heard I've heard people talk about it. So. Oh really? I, yeah, I don't know. I've never. I've, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I've heard people talk about it, watched it, and and uh... right. Because from what I heard about the show, it was like, well, basically, 
the the um, Johnny's the protagonist and that Ralph Macchio's character has now turned into the bad guy, so quote unquote, not necessarily. Yeah, you know. Exactly, exactly, exactly. All right. So anyway, that's it. Uh, last ad read. Last ad read of the night is for Busted Teams. All right. Um, <laughs> just ah, this episode of the Combo Chronicles is sponsored by Busted Tees, your home for funny, awesome, cool t-shirts that are sure to get your friends' attention. Busted Tees puts many of their popular shirt designs on sale each week. Choose from several eye-catching t-shirts inspired by pop culture. Um... Cleverly themed t-shirts inspired by movies, video games, TV shows, comic books, and culture, and more are all on sale. To help keep our podcast free, order from Busted Tees by going to cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link. Click on the Busted Tees banner, and then shop for awesome t-shirts. Busted Tees through cspn.us. Do it today. And as we head fastly, rapidly, and all that kind of good jazz, at the end of this episode, I'd like to thank you all for coming out. Uh, for myself, Roddy Cat at Roddy Cat on Twitter, and Deuces Need on Twitter, Deuces Need Reddit, and CB Caps on Instagram. <laughs> okay, delayed reaction there. Um, Agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. PCN underscore dirt on Twitter, Pop Culture Net on Twitter, popculturenetwork.com, and all of his umbrella sites therein. And the Osiris Tim, D O G G 98 on Twitter, CB Cron on Twitter, uh, The Click Nation on Twitter, theclicknation.com, that's D K L I Q N A T I O N. Uh, and also, sorry, that was my fault. Uh, and also, comic book resources where he's writing his face off. You can join us back here next week for another exciting episode of this here show. Show, show, show. We are rapidly approaching uh, San Diego Comic Con, so get ready for a whole bunch of casting choices and announcement where we're all going to ask. Uh, what? Why? Hold it. Oh, hold on. Ooh. That's what we're going to ask. <laughs> All right. I forgot you had that. <laughs> nice. But until then, so yeah, we should definitely start hearing a little bit more news coming out uh, by next week from the show, as you have seen tonight. So until then, uh, hope your 4th of July was a good one. You had a good day off. Ate some barbecue, whatever you do. Don't infringe on other people's rights. That kind of good stuff. Um... Okay, I was about to go into a little rant, but never we're going to do that. This has been the Click Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicle, and we are out. Hey, one. Good evening.